0: Hey there, welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. I'm Benjamin Light. And this is Marco Sparks. And today we're talking about S5E16 Over a Barrel. Mm-hmm. This episode is written and directed by uh, Brian M. Holdman as a writer and Michael Grossman as a director.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This episode is alright. Maybe a little bit fillery. Right um i mean i didn't not enjoy it but it's at the end of the episode it's kind of it doesn't feel like a whole lot transpired and not just like mystery wise but just like in general mm-hmm. uh, but you know some enjoyable stuff we we have a lot of shade to throw at faster ted in this episode a lot um, I, think I, I ruffled some feathers on the twitter
2: yeah you did but um i think the nice thing is that We'll probably ruffle some more.
0: Uh, I I just don't understand who actually likes Pastor Ted and it's like, yeah, that guy. I want more Pastor Ted. I don't understand that personally.
2: Well, I I refuse to believe that an endearing quality that puts a, a potential mate or lover or whatever you want to call significant other into the plus column is that they're harmless.
0: Yeah.
2: And I saw a few people were like, oh, he's so sweet and harmless. And I'm like,
0: harmless? It's just a facade. I mean, you might as well be... Have you seen that guy's basement? I'm just saying.
2: Exactly. Uh, I believe Brian M. Holman is the writer who brought us the episode in which the Hardy Bros took on Dark Nigel, right?
0: Perhaps. I think so. I'll take your word for it.
2: Um. So we open up in the brew. It's the day. It's the next day, in fact, after the last episode. We're in the Liar's Nook. It's still there. Uh, it's still there
0: somehow. Like, doesn't it seem like all the remodeling Ezra did in the last episode is, like, gone in this episode <laughs>
2: Well, okay. So the way that the brew was set up, like the perspective that we kept looking at it from in the last episode, were completely switched around this time, and it looks like the same old brew. And so you really just see like that one ridiculous wall of books, which to me does not a bookstore make.
0: Well, I I think it's as we're looking at the liars in their nook here. I think to Spencer's left somewhere is where that wall of books is. Uh,
2: no. So the I believe. Or is it the other way around? It, so we're so Ari and hannah are on the couch i believe and mm-hmm. spencer and emily are sitting in the chairs opposite them directly across from Ari and hannah are is the front door mm-hmm. and the cash register it's directly across from the cash register is the is the wall of books you know so on spencer's side drama. right yeah behind spencer basically sorry. okay yeah this is um, all
0: very important clearly also by the way this episode very strong in my theory
1: oh yeah
2: Um, so the liars are assembled. They're going over their shit. Uh, you know what they were all up to their side missions and adventures in the previous episode. Uh, Emily's like, so wait, the knife you and Caleb found was covered in blood. And Ari is like Mona's blood. And.
0: Ari is into this for once. Uh, Hannah seems kind of lost in thought.
2: Yeah. So it just says a you know that any other prince could have been on it, and Hannah's like, well, thank God you got rid of it. So Emily asks, you know, they think that Holbrook planted it. Of course they
0: do because Holbrook is their new suspect.
2: Yeah, he is. They're not going to let go of that like for one second. Ari asks if Hannah still thinks Holbrook's a good guy since she's the one who vouched for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah's Asking not so her sure. tolpa there. Yeah, Hannah's not so sure. Informs the liars that she bailed on her college visit to go track down Holbrook's dad, and that whole family emergency thing, shockingly, was a lie.
0: I like how Spencer's eyes like briefly get judgy here, but then it's like curiosity takes over and she has to lean closer, you know? Yeah. like She's yeah. about to be annoyed, but it's like, oh, go on. Holbrook yeah. you know, so, could still be around. Could have planted yeah. it. Yeah,
2: Spencer so thinks that Hannah should have called him with this last night. And Hannah's just like, uh, it was late.
0: So, <laughs> and uh, I walked in on my mom. Hi. So,
2: yeah, Arya's just caught up with what the rest of them are thinking, which is, if Allison is A and Holbrook is working for her, then they could pin all of this on the PLLs, which...
0: I mean, just imagine well, they, they could pin Mona's murder on all of them. Right,
2: you're a, you're an adult male who's probably got a pretty good career in the state police. Mm-hmm. But
0: you're taking
2: orders from a teenage sociopath inside the big house. Also, Aria's uh, not just creator? any
0: teenage sociopath. Allison De Laurentis.
2: True, true. Uh, we need that new adrenalized hyper reality.
0: That that reminds me. That that really, I think, is what this episode is missing. We have no Mona and no Allison. Yeah, we we need those characters to spice it up
2: uh aria is wearing her ginormous feather earrings again
0: <laughs> yes yeah, made from tip of the bird uh I, yeah the fashion like just, um, in this
2: episode it comes straight from like peter's cockfights
0: yeah the fashion in this episode is interesting i mean aria it's a little different but mostly on point Her kind of like i don't know vaguely mauve-ish like dress that she has
2: how would you describe the style of this dress
0: uh it's the sleeves are like they're like kind of cut in the middle is so the, like they kind of hang down on her sides of her shoulders but then are up top too it's it's really strange so the hannah of- once again i think takes the crown in this episode her, her fashion has been on point lately
2: well and it's a little bit of old hannah and a little bit of like new dark hannah too mm-hmm. um aria's dress is like
0: a cross between
2: uh, a cocktail dress and like a hee dress yeah and she's wearing what looks like a circuit board as a belt it's like yeah, a wrestling a of, belt with like i don't know circuits on it
0: probably stole it off some wrestler yeah um hannah like her dress has this like slit up the side it's kind of like it hangs crookedly on her mm-hmm. and so it's like long except like you know her one leg sticks out i don't know it's a good look
2: yeah yeah um yeah, so Spencer can't think about in this shit anymore she has to go home she sees that giant package that's Spencer
0: Spencer's in like this kind of like giant sweater that's like cut off and it seems like it was like three sizes too big it's a really weird look
2: but she's also she's also sporting fashion out of the like more sensible catalog of clothes available from the show I feel like
0: yeah and meanwhile of course it, it will be important Emily is uh wearing one of Paige's old shirts
2: right which uh Paige last wore I think in season four is so yeah. she she's come undone
0: not not to spoil this episode or anything, but uh Emily's entire plotline in this episode is just that shirt. Right,
2: right. It's I believe that's the episode <laughs> in which Paige mailed the thing to the cops in that Allison was alive, but or dropped it in Holbrook's car. Um but fittingly, Emily's had this like giant package thing, like chilling in her bag this whole time. So Spencer, you know, lets her know I can drop that off, you know, on my my way out. And Emily's like, nah, she's good. So Spencer says, Hey, if you're having trouble letting go you know we can help you with
0: that so emily, emily promises just more theory spencer and emily talking to themselves
2: yeah emily says she's not holding on that the stuff in the package is strictly in the here's your stuff vein mm-hmm. and this is like three pairs of pages swim goggles some of her cds emily found in
0: her car cds in 2015 yeah do they make cds anymore uh, like can you go to like a target do they sell cds there so like ezra
2: Ezra goes to the bank to get a loan. He's like, I want to open a Tower Records. And the <laughs> bank just laughs him right out of the building. And he's like, comes back like a half an hour later. Okay, bookstore, coffee place. The
0: computer doesn't even have an optical drive on it anymore.
2: There you go. Um, so, Aria asks if Emily's still going there for Spring Break. And Hannah's like, I thought that Paige asked for some space. And Emily's just like, it's like crazy head nod. And she's like, she did. And I'm not.
0: Well, like, Um, when did Emily say this?
2: Because Emily was literally telling Arya just yesterday about the spring break idea. Well, and, like, Arya and
0: Hannah are all up in Emily's shit right now. Mm -hmm. They're just like, hey, I thought Paige asked for some space.
2: Well, you could put forth the idea, maybe somebody needs to get all up in Emily's shit about this. That's the whole process of letting go. Yeah, sure. Um, so Emily's shift is about to start. The others need to bounce, too. Uh, Hannah says that Emily's shirt's cute. Has she borrowed it before? Emily's like, eh, probably not. And LOL. Hannah's like, well, oh, maybe I should.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe I should. Subtext, yo. But a benzo. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, so Emily goes over the counter. She pulls her apron on from under the counter and stands by the fancy new cartridge. <laughs> because she's been iPad.
0: working the whole time.
2: Yeah. I think it's just an iPad, right?
0: Oh, the register? Yeah, it's one of those like iPads mounted on thing. But like so was she is she starting her shift now? Yeah, okay, she says my shift's about to start because it was like wait, were you just like did you just like take your apron off and walk over here and talk? So
2: we're gonna find out in the background of the episode that the guy with the glasses, the one who was always letting Mona in after hours to use the mm-hmm. brew as her supervillain HQ, like he's still there. Who is the actual manager? Ezra is he is Is Emily even like a shift lead
0: I don't know if they even have shift leads <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll talk about that in just a sec uh anyway so the liars file out uh Emily goes back to the register but Aria walks up there with her coffee cup and is like can I get a refill I didn't sleep last night and it's like oh why not Aria and Emily says Aria I was here all night Holbrook didn't come to the party there's no way he could have left you that bookmark and Aria's like all right well somebody did and she does her, like, patented move where she, like, looks behind her and then leans in. She's like, and I've really got to find another call to apply to before Ezra finds out how I got into Talmadge. How classic
2: much? Aria shenanigans. <laughs> I know.
0: The classic Aria storyline. She asks how much, and Emily's like, Uh, just take it. And Ari's like, no, I've already lied to Ezra. I don't want to steal, too, even if it's just a cup of coffee. And Emily's like, okay, then, 50 cents. <laughs> and Ari's like, since when? And Emily's just like, new brew, new prices. I guess that's cheaper than usual. Is it? Is there like a different refill price? I don't know. I would think a cup
2: of coffee in this day and age would be more, especially if it's it's supposedly
0: coffee's really cheap to make.
2: But I mean, I would think this is some kind of you know fancy frou frou coffee. Coffee.
0: Well, it's not like a mocha or anything. It's just coffee.
2: Okay,
0: I figured it already gets like some kind of fancy. No, I'm sure Aria drinks, like, straight black coffee to be sophisticated.
2: Hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: Anyway, I think Spencer probably so,
2: drinks straight black
0: coffee. Yeah, 50 cents, new brew, new prices. So Aria's, like, here, and she, like, throws some change at Emily. <laughs> That's what she should have done.
2: She throws it on the floor.
0: <laughs> I think she throws it at her. It's like a <laughs> bunch of pennies. Uh, In her face. And the receipt starts printing out, uh, you know, and it's, it's printing out this, like, long-ass receipt, like, way longer than it needs to be, and we can see, obviously, that it's Printing out Arya's letter to Jackie Molina, like below the main receipt, mm-hmm. and aria's frowning. Emily notices, and she's like, "New register? What's going on?" She keeps trying to hit cancel on the iPad screen, but just keeps printing. And Emily kind of holds up the receipt. We see what it is. Uh, for some reason, it's printed out in courier font. Mm-hmm. Found that interesting. And Arya's like, "What?" And Emily's just like, "Arya, this is the letter you wrote to Jackie." And Arya's like, "Well, make it stop." And Emily's just like, "I." And she keeps pounding on cancel, but it's not stopping. Sorry, Aria tears it off, and she looks at the bottom, and Emily's like, what does it say? And we can see there's an A message there that Aria reads, says, this kind of lie will stay on your permanent record, A. LOL. Will it? I guess. I don't know.
2: I think it's a good, funny pun.
0: Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so they both look at each funny. other. They're freaked out. So I guess A is, like, officially back now. Yeah. We got teased for a few episodes that A was in jail. I, I think the way they worked at it is now they, they want you to think that A is Holbrook you know right. we're going to be on this whole thing for a few episodes
2: yeah a is back in this episode in a lot of ways um yeah i just i
0: felt more i don't know
2: comfortable i you kind of like seriously at sea in the previous episode a lot was happening and kicking off in this sense this is just kind of picking up some of those waves i like that you know we look at the brew in the same old way in a way um so after the credits uh, we're at hannah's house hannah comes home she's immediately called out or called out to by ashley from the kitchen so hannah like takes a deep breath she heads down the hallway towards the kitchen you can tell that she's probably very concerned about what she might walk into and as she comes around the kitchen she first sees ashley big breath comes around the corner on the other side of the island is pastor fucking ted
0: uh, yeah and ashley had been calling like oh is that you're home and she's like hi and it seems like Miss Marin here is putting on a little bit of a forced smile, you know, like, hi, everything's cool, you know? Well, oh, uh,
2: it's Sunday, though, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be Sunday morning.
2: Why isn't he in church doing Jesus stuff?
0: I don't know. Anyway, uh Hannah says, oh, hey, Ted, how was Peru? And I just wrote, ugh, because of course this asshole is, like, in some third world country somewhere. Uh, And he's like, "Oh, good! Put up a new roof on the chapel. Built a playground for a sponsor school. Diddled a local altar boy. Dreamed about your mother's waffles." Euphemism. No, no, he literally means he was dreaming about her waffles. He doesn't mean sex. I know he has actually. He has actually making him waffles right now. Yeah, that's not a euphemism because that's how lame pastor Ted is uh and ashley doesn't even laugh at this joke but he does of course and he's like you know they eat guinea pigs and hannah's just like hmm wacky yeah and then she turns her mom she's like you didn't hear me come in home last night and it's like damn smooth and ashley's taking a waffle off the griddle and her ashley's face right now just says like oh shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and ted's just like didn't hear me call either tried to warn you i was coming back early
2: okay so we we talked about this offline that there was a moment that the actor, Edric Carrad, does that, that
0: epitomizes why I
2: fucking hate Ted.
0: Oh, I wonder if he wrote down the same thing I did.
2: It's the little half-smile he makes after the call line is holier-than-thou prick. It's like he really thinks that, like, he is so witty and above them. Well, see, And he wants, he wants like, credit for the fact that he's not taking credit for how much better... Yeah, didn't hear me call, either.
0: <laughs> this is why I don't trust Ted, because... He does these aw shucks laughs before and after everything yeah. he says. It's like he's trying way too hard to come off as like amiable and friendly. And yeah. everything says he's like, ha ha ha. Hi, I'm Pastor Ted. <laughs> it's well, like, fuck we, off. We joke that he, he thinks he's like in the prequel to Seventh Heaven.
2: Mm hmm. Um, and there's like there's like 14 layers of subjects happening in this kitchen that Ted is utterly clueless about
0: completely right now. clueless about Hannah is great here just like the way she's just kind of like regarding her mom coolly not like meanly or anything but it's it's kind of tables are a little bit turned here you know mm-hmm. she she knows about her mom stepping out uh, and so Ashley's kind of forcing the smile and she's like I had a long day at work must have slept like a rock last night yeah she did. And Hannah just does like the most gifable eye roll ever at this, uh, which, by the way, thanks to um, Azzy Chill, I think that's how you pronounce it. She made the, the gift for us. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful gift. That Whoa, should be she... like the new reaction gift for everything.
2: Right. It's, it's some good Hannah face. Uh, it's a great equivalent, though, because all four of the main actresses on this show have basically gifts, gift generators as faces mm-hmm. on this show. Um, but yeah, since the waffles are done, it's a nice day out. Ashley suggests they enjoy breakfast in the patio. So Ted on, heads outside of the waffles and shuts the door behind himself because he's thinks he's like fucking I don't know, the most beautiful, wonderful world in the there exists. As I love asked, the way Hannah
0: just kinda saunters on over to Ashley, like just full of sass right now. Like she knows what's up.
2: Yeah, Ashley asks why Hannah came back early since she thought the college had events planned for Saturday and Sunday. Hannah plays it off so quickly and casually just I had a migraine. Uh, she asked why. Well, she's like,
0: I had a migraine. Uh, why were you gone when I woke up this morning? Yeah. And Ashley's like, Ted wanted me to, wanted to come over for breakfast. I was getting syrup. Mm -hmm. And Hannah's like, so you weren't avoiding me? And Ashley's like, no. I was under the impression you'd be gone all weekend. You left because of a headache? And like, this interaction here is wonderful because they're so much alike and they're both kind of, Hannah's like using her like mom tricks right now on her mom, you know? Yeah, she's like, I, we've seen the scene before, only it was reversed where Hannah was getting the grilling for like being out late or something.
2: The only thing missing here is for Hannah to turn to her mom and say, Ashley, I know when you're lying to me.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's fun because it's reversed in the way they interact, but Ashley is still the mom. And so that that dichotomy is still present, you know, like Hannah isn't being like rude or anything. But the, I don't know. I, I really like the way she's dealing with her mom. Oh, I, think I love it- these two together.
2: It's it's a good tiered, elevated approach to characters who've been through quite a few adventures together as a mother-daughter team. I mean, mm-hmm. this is still Ashley who would come home drunk, you know, and Hannah would have to, <laughs> like, cover her up with a blanket after the divorce. Yeah. Um. So, Hannah's like, you know, so you weren't avoiding me. And Ashley's like, no, I was under the impression you'd be gone all weekend. You left because of a headache? And wait, Hannah's like, wait, are you mad that I bailed or that I walked in on your wild college weekend? <laughs> And so she starts to play the, like, look, whatever you think you saw card. But Hannah says that she knows what she saw. Hannah knows what Hannah saw. but she doesn't understand is why. So Hannah asks if they can talk about it, which I think is the sign of two characters who've been through those adventures together. You know, they're at this place yeah. now where they're not necessarily, well, there's might be a little bit of judgment, <laughs> maybe a little bit, but Hannah just wants to understand it. And So Ashley is super uncomfortable. And well, she's Hannah, like
0: looking nervously out the patio, you know.
2: Yeah, she asked Hannah to take the orange juice outside, please. And well, Ashley plans to, like, jump out the window and run away. But, ha- uh.
0: Hannah's just like, mom. And Ashley's like, orange juice. Hannah, please. Yeah. And Hannah kind of gives in, but she's, like, shooting a concerned look at her mom. And Ashley frowns because she knows she done goof.
2: Yeah, Ashley face. Uh, so at the brew, Emily is pouring out coffee and zipping around new employee Talia. Careful, cup's hot. Talia tries to offer Emily some foam tips and, and Emily basically
0: tells her that she, she can says nice foam. But if you start at the top and work your way down at the bottom and Emily's like, I'm pretty sure I can figure it out. Think so. Mm-hmm. There's like so much like nice girl, like shade from uh, Emily here.
2: They're, these two have like a escalating series of nice fights.
0: It's like very politely. Like, I hate you. I hate mm-hmm. your guts and I want to kill you.
2: Yeah. But Talia apologizes, tells Emily that she'll give her space uh, just as uh Talia walks away, nice guy, boss man, Ezra walks in, he picks up on this, and he turns to Emily, he's like, is everything okay between you two? And Emily's just like, yeah, just defining job duties. Like, shouldn't Talia be cooking or something? Or was she hired to sling coffee alongside? What
0: what exactly is Talia's job? Uh, And Ezra's like, do you want me to say anything? And Emily's like, no, it's okay, we'll work it out. But it's like, wouldn't Talia, like, shouldn't she be Emily's boss Mm -hmm. in a way? Like, if she's the chef? Like is there any are there any bosses at all or is is everyone just like dotted line to Ezra like what is the hierarchy here
2: So Talia is like she comes home and she's like well I quit my job as a uh, you know
0: great chef
2: slash C chef at
0: like a five star restaurant in, in downtown at the Bradbury. Philly.
2: Yeah. yeah, to to work at a coffee shop run by a douchebag where a teenage girl has basically convinced everyone that she's the boss um mm-hmm. so justin Arya sees ezra and gets up and walks towards him uh as phone I,
0: starts ringing
2: yeah this is where i noticed aria's circuit board like belt uh, his phone starts ringing she comes up to one and talk ezra apologizes this is contractor calling he's been trying to get a hold of this guy all day well just but.
0: the way this happens they both say hey and aria's like um can we and ezra's like i'm so sorry this is the contractor i've been trying to get a hold of him all day I'll, I'll be i'll be right back and mm-hmm. he just walks right off mm-hmm. and aria's just staring at like him like a moron in his wake and she's just like oh <laughs> And Ezra, like, heads in the kitchen, and he's like, hey. And Emily, like, looks at Arya and just kind of gestures, like, why don't you just go back there? It's not like there are rules at this place.
2: Oh, uh, so the kitchen door, by the way, is behind that curtain that Ezra mm-hmm. just appeared out yeah, yeah. behind last time. So yeah, we brew, covered that. In the brew kitchen, uh, Ezra's, like, tearing into the contract on the phone. It's because you disappeared me for three days with another job. And I tell you what, when you get back to me, it better be of a refund check. And Ezra hangs
0: up. And, so... I think, number one, Ezra as a businessman is super annoying. Mm-hmm. Number two, Ezra, you should have hired world-renowned architect Toby Kavanaugh. Seriously. Uh, so Arya comes up to him in concern, and Ezra's like, "I Oh, I'm sorry. Y- you know those shells that I put in with Mike? This guy is trying to charge me for the installation. And right. Arya's face is just like, Holy shit, I don't care. Right. And she's like, Sorry, can I do something to help? And Ezra's like, No, no, it's all right. And Arya's like, Um... Look, Ezra, do, and Ezra cuts her off, and he's like, "Oh, did you have fun last night? I think Bog Milson really liked you." I think Ezra does this intentionally, like he yeah. he senses that like relationship talk is coming, and yeah. he just like cuts her off and redirects her, because mm-hmm. uh, he's like, hey, you know, I know that guy. He can speak on your behalf to the admissions staff at, at Vassar. It's one phone call, and is probably thinking like, "Well, this is the path of the least path of the least resistance here," so sure. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that would be great if he... Oh,
2: also, yeah, if he if this gets her into Vassar, mm-hmm. she doesn't have to deal with this Tommy Ex- plotline. Well, and
0: she doesn't have to, you know, talk to him about the stupid letter. So, yeah, sure, she's she was about to tell Ezra about the letter, but this is much easier. She'll just let things settle how they settle. And she's trying to talk to him again, you know, yeah, that would be great if he... And then Ezra's phone rings again, and he's like, I'm so sorry, this joker, I have to take this. And Harry's like, okay and so he like walks off to wine some more he's like hello oh you can't find a copy of the invoice why don't i send you mine and Arya just does this little shrug it's like oh this is my life now fuck
2: well you're right so like ezra i think it's very calculated i mean i I don't know how we can see as anything other than calculating but it's like he brings up this bob milson vassar shit and then it's like whatever Arya wants to talk about him with it's probably not gonna be in his favor it's like boy Arya sure will feel like a bitch like bringing this up after he's you know offered to make this one magical phone call but just the the business stuff it's so funny whenever Ezra has the right to be angry at another person
0: because he's he's such a little boy when he does well he's so
2: he's so like not in the right place here
0: (laughs) don't you totally want a scene where like Ezra tries to go get his money back from his contractor and he just like rusts him up or something. Yeah. Or like, or like maybe some, some like local contractor shows up and like shakes Ezra down for protection money.
2: What I want is ultimately that scene from lost where Ezra goes to Peter Hastings for something And Peter Hastings pulls out the good scotch, (laughs) tells the story of the good scotch, pulls out two glasses, and only pours the scotch in the one glass because Ezra's not worthy of the good scotch. See, it's Um, funny.
0: I had Peter Hastings uh, listed here as well, but as, like, the kingpin of the local protection racket. mm -hmm. Or, like, Ezra has to go have a meeting with Peter to, like, plead his case. And Peter's just like, Ezra, you know, the thing about this town is it works on a system. We're not all on the same page. Bad things happen. (laughs) Don't come to me again.
2: I feel like in that scene Peter Hastings is smoking his cigar and he's doing that thing where they snip off the end. Mm-hmm. But it's like every time you cut back to Peter it's Hastings, doing the cigar, well the cigar just keeps getting bigger too. Yeah. Even though clearly things are being snipped off. Uh so we got the Spencer's living room speaking of which. Spencer and Toby are there. They're sitting on the couch. Uh Toby is like laying out Spencer's big three college acceptance packages on the table and such yeah, looks cuz that's what
0: acceptance looks like from a college big ass package.
2: Yeah. I think Spencer should take a picture and send it to Aria so she knows <laughs> what her mail should look like.
0: Yeah. And Toby's just like, aren't you going to open them? And Spencer says, I don't need to open them. I already know what they say. And Keegan Allen's doing some little subtle hand acting here. It's not that subtle. <laughs> Three acceptance letters. And he's like totally grinning. She's not. Uh, he's like, you don't seem excited. Come on. The University of Hawaii.
2: So I want somebody to Snapchat pictures of Keegan Allen in a grass skirt and a coconut bra. When we talk about
0: Hawaii, we need to talk later about your Keegan Allen obsession. I'm starting to get worried.
2: <laughs> There's so much life, love, and beauty in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toby says that he knows. that well, Oh, Spencer have just off shoots a like
0: night. scorn at him when he mentions the University of Hawaii. Yeah,
2: he says that he knows that he should have stormed off last night. But Spencer's like, look, this is not about you storming off, okay? This is about me having to put zinc on my nose for the next four years and wearing flip flops to class.
0: People wearing flip flops to class, which they do that at any college. Spencer, I hate so, to break it to you. Spencer, go watch the
2: social network again.
0: Yeah, and Toby says, a lot of people would love to go to school in Hawaii. And Spencer's like, well, I love brick and ivy and wool peacoats. I don't even want to go to these schools. I just applied to them because they're far away from here. And Toby's like, you know, but you applied to schools you don't want to go to? This and he does says not it, compute. He says it super slow, like she's a dunce or something. Like, you idiot, why'd you apply to schools you don't want to go to? Fuck right. off, Toby. Yeah. And he's just like, just to get away from Rosewood? Spencer says, after what happened with Mona, we all decided it would be smart to get as far away from Allison as possible. Not an insane idea. God, how is she still deciding where I go and what I do? And she stands up and grabs the envelopes and she says, she's behind bars and I still cannot get far enough away from her. I mean, New Mexico? Montana? Let's say I do go to the University of Hawaii. It's as if Montana has colleges.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, that's not where I'd want
0: to go to school. I don't think they even have school up there. Uh, I think like they just have, like, no speed limit.
2: Like, rides a bison to well, mm-hmm. whatever.
0: Yeah, and Toby says, she'll be here in jail. And Spencer says, right. And she was able to plan a murder weapon in Mona's backyard for you to find. You didn't think she could book a plane ticket? And Toby's like, oh, we don't know. And Spencer says, look, you don't know, okay? You're pretty sure that she has help. And Toby says, well, none of us will know that for sure, will we? And it's like, what's that supposed to mean, Toby? He's
2: well, sticking it to her. But then... uh Lucky for Toby, there's a knock on the door. So Spencer, like, tosses those, sends packages down. She goes to the door. It's Page Johnny. boy,
0: Johnny. Yeah. Johnny, the
2: artist. He's uh, a little early, but he has an envelope with his first and last month's rent in it. It's mostly in
0: fives and ones. And then he well, starts to
2: hand to her change.
0: This dude starts, like, digging in his pockets for change. And he's just, like, dumping all this change in Spencer's hand. And Toby, meanwhile, is looking at this guy. And, like, his face is just like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Like, Toby yeah. doesn't seem to like this guy. Uh, toby and i share that mm-hmm.
2: um so spencer's like she sets this shit down on the uh, coffee table says that she'll make sure veronica gets this spencer introduces toby and johnny johnny's gonna be living in the barn toby goes and gets his giant rosewood pd well, without
0: bag. saying anything toby is like picked up his giant duffel bag and he's headed out and he like barely forces a pleasantry he's just like welcome to the neighborhood i mean he might as well have been like
2: sup bro and like shoulder checked him yeah.
0: like does Toby know something about this guy Mm. i gotta know there's there's a little bit of weird vibes between these two um mm. and so toby turns to spencer and he says he should probably get going and he kisses her on the forehead and spencer's like yeah bye thanks so he leaves spencer dumps all the change on the coffee table and i like how she, she kind of turns away to compose herself for a moment mm. and then johnny's like so your boyfriend's a cop and spencer's like uh yeah he wasn't always and she kind of puts on this brave smile but you can tell this is a little bit of a sore subject. Because, like, it's, as soon as Toby became a cop, it's like there's glass between them. Mm-hmm. Also, are- is Johnny maybe a little jumpy about cops? Well, he takes extra special notice of that duffel. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are tense. I mean, maybe world. he's on the lam.
2: Must be Tuesday. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, so, at the brew. Oh, maybe he's our entry point into Arya stealing a uh, Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at the brew, Arya's, like, chilling the liars and doing some laptoping. She gets a text doing some um, website paging i want to point out that uh, Ari and hannah have the same phone case only Ari's is white and hannah's is pink
0: they, they all have that case now except for spencer so like she calls Caleb.
2: she calls over to emily at the counter tells her to come over because she just got a message like fuck your job Emily. <laughs>
0: emily's just like yeah sure i'll just abandon the register
2: yeah uh again we see the dude with glasses uh, so emily comes over emily reads the text message after Ari hands her the phone it says stop looking for me i'm tired of hiding the grill at noon
0: h as in holbrook you're not meeting him by yourself. And Arya's like, why? It's in the middle of town, in the middle of the day. I don't think this is an A-trap. I can handle this alone. Because Arya is always so good at knowing when things are A-traps and handling things herself. Well, she's reading because, a lot say.
2: into three simple declarative sentences.
0: So mm-hmm. she stands up and she says, the least I can do is just hear him out. If Holbrook's tired of dishing out Allie's revenge, I, I might not have to tell Ezra about that letter. <laughs> it's like, oh, priorities. <laughs> Yeah. that's why you should meet with Holbrook not all the other reasons you might want to talk to Holbrook but mostly so you can clear your conscience about uh you know not having to tell Ezra about the letter
2: yeah yeah so uh, Ari walks off Emily watches her go and sighs uh well, it's like Emily's
0: kitchen. like for t- concerned for two seconds and then it's like mentally she's just like nah fuck it
2: well Emily's like I'm so glad that Ari is the crazy one again mm-hmm. uh the kitchen she goes to her drawer pulls out a hammer hands it to Johnny who needed a hammer uh he i wouldn't needs, hand this
0: guy a hammer i'm just saying
2: well he also needs their garbage so spencer points out to him literally what's right in front of them the garbage can
0: this guy's so squirrely he he like clapped his hands before he took the hammer
2: uh i mean like what like asperger's maybe i don't know there's no something.
0: it's it's not that he's he's like twitchy and not in like i'm you know i don't like i don't know maybe tweaky a little um. Yeah, yes. So where's the garbage? Oh, it's right there. She points to this metal trash can, and this dude just opens it up, pulls out the bin, and starts rummaging through it. And Spencer, it's like she doesn't react right away. She's gonna let this slide because she's kind of wants you observe. And she's like, "Are you transferring?" Because Hollis is on the opposite side of town. As he's laying
2: out old fruit peels and skins on her counter. Yeah, he's taking out
0: banana peels and orange rinds and some organic shit. You know, all all like organic type stuff. And just putting it on the kitchen island counter right there. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, that's good to know, but I'm not. I mean, you know, going to Hollis, he says, I mean, I might. I haven't decided yet. been traveling mostly. And he's just like digging into this trash can. And Spencer's like, I can make you a sandwich. And he's like, that'd be great. No ham, though. Ham's got a sketchy texture. And she's just nodding, confused. And he looks back and he's like, I'm not grocery shopping. These are art supplies for color. Coffee grounds, score.
2: If you like coffee grounds, you'll love the Hastings home
1: and yeah. the trash.
0: So Spencer gets it and she walks closer and she's like, oh, do you make your own paint? And he says, what well, I need to, especially after a deposit for after I, you know, first and last month's rent, which like, are you that broke, dude?
2: Well, how cheap is the barn? Is it like, are they seriously marking it down because it's like I got a graveyard in front of it?
0: I don't know. I mean, Spencer did remodel it. I mean, I, I, I think would it's think it'd nice be expensive in there. as shit. Yeah. in Rosewood. Yeah. And so, uh Spencer's like, Were you in Italy? And he's like, oh, about a month. How did you and Spencer says, We studied the Renaissance and I did a product on Botticelli. So I made my own tempura or tempura paints from scratch. I'd love to hear about your trip. I've always wanted to go to Italy. And Johnny says, I'll make you a deal, I'll give you a travelogue if you let me borrow an egg And she's like, Yeah, deal. So she goes over to the fridge and her phone beeps as she's opening the fridge and just as she's checking her phone, she's picking up the egg. And when she sees it's on the phone, she promptly drops the egg on the ground, and she's like, "I'm so sorry. I'm gonna need to to, to go. I'll get you the egg later, rather than like take five more seconds to reach in she and hand got him another the egg."
2: Fridge still open. Yeah. She's literally right there, looking at the eggs, and he's just like, "Sure, catch you later."
0: He's like, "Yeah, I'll see ya," and he just walks out, like kind of weirded out. And he's just like, "Are you sure you can't just hand me another since you're right there?" Yeah. yeah. You know. No, I'll baby. wait all day for yeah. that egg. Uh, but on the other hand, he's probably heard about Spencer Hastings, and he's like, "You're suspect suspected in like one million murders, so maybe I don't want to mess with you. You look like you might fugue out." Yeah, yeah. This, we see what what Spencer got on her phone. It's a message from unknown, and the message reads from Mona Vanderwall, activated ten forty eight a.m., and then some like GPS coordinates below it. Oh shit!
2: I think the thing about Johnny is there's there's weird dissonance in that. He just seems so squirrely and strange and like the kind of person that I I don't like. If I saw him on my side of the street, I might cross the street because he seems so bizarre. But Spencer seems oddly charmed by him.
0: Well, because Spencer always goes for the like guys below her station. You know, she never dates guys on her level.
2: Uh, So do you like right now, based on what you've seen, do you like Johnny more than Alex?
0: eh, I mean, maybe slightly okay it's just I don't know, alex was fucking annoying he's all like oh boo hoo, i can't go to like tennis school overseas because i have to help my uncle hoo. let's dance some more tango yeah
2: uh after the commercial we're in caleb's apartment you see hannah spencer and caleb are there uh we keep seeing like new angles to caleb's place which already seems a lot nicer than ezra's apartment to me
0: oh i'm disappointed he didn't actually paint the walls black and red like he was testing out
2: Yeah. We see Hannah in the foreground with, you know, talking on the phone with Emily, letting Emily know that they already got the same text, but they're at Caleb's now trying to figure it out. Meanwhile, Spencer's like standing over Caleb's shoulder, you know, supervising his hacking. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Hannah, like, she gets off the phone and she's like, okay. So obviously, ghosts don't have fingers. So how is Mona sending this text?
0: Which, like, seriously. That's why she's the smart one.
2: You could take this scene right out of PLL, like a heart transplant, and deposit it into your average procedural. (laughs) Such as, like, not a ghost, an alert sent out automatically by a security company. And Caleb tells us that Mona must have put some kind of low jack on her laptop before she died, Um, which is funny. The second time in three episodes he's talking about low jacks. Uh, Someone got That was all
0: about low jacking and, like, getting you free ringtones.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, someone got through the encryption and set off the alert So Hannah mentions all those numbers with the tags And Spencer's like, yeah, GPS coordinates Probably location where the laptop was used By the way, like,
0: I looked those coordinates up That They are real coordinates to Somewhere in like northeast of Philly
2: Nice, uh, looks like a storage place Off of the turnpike So Caleb tells us that it looks like it's still there And he tells us because he's logged into the security company's website
0: Sure, that's a thing you can do mm-hmm. uh, And Hannah says, so that blinky thing That's where Ali hid Mona's laptop Where you kind of see like a map And Spencer says, could Mona set this up to alert the police? And Caleb does some typing, and he says, it's an option, but she didn't. She set it to the four of you. And we see that, like, the kind of laptop device on screen, it shows that, like, the four liars are listed under alerts. Mm. Uh, And Caleb says, and usually Mona's security is incredibly tight, but it's almost like she purposely made it easy for me to log in. (laughs) And Hannah says, so we could get her laptop back if Allie took it? And Spencer says, or we could track down whoever took the laptop. Without them knowing that we're coming. And Caleb's like, Do you guys think this is where Holberg is hiding? And Hannah's like, Well, Arya's gonna text us when she's at the grill. If Holberg's with her, then that gives us time to go look around. And then her Hannah's phone rings and Spencer's like, That was fast. Caleb's like, Who's driving? And Hannah says, Hold your horses, it's for me. So she answers and she's like, Hey Ted. Yeah, yeah, I'll meet you and she hangs up and Spencer's like, pass her back, and Hannah says, Yeah, this morning, I have to go meet him. And then Spencer's phone beeps and she's like, That's Arya. Caleb looks over to Hannah, a little concerned. He's like, do you want us to drop you off? And Hannah's like, no, I'll go by myself. Spencer says, everything okay? And Hannah's like, yeah. She turns to, Hannah turns to Caleb and she says, oh, and if you see anything suspicious, don't pick it up. And then she turns to Spencer and she's like, please don't let him pick anything up. (laughs) And what's that thing they say about rats in the corner? And Spencer says, a cornered rat will bite. And Hannah says, yes, remember, a a rat. And so Hannah takes off and Spencer and Caleb just kind of shrug at each other like, yeah. The new Hardy Bros. Well, this is the thing about this episode. It's like, it's a lot of kind of like sturdy dialogue to move things along, but I feel like it's missing a little bit of the flair here and there, you know? The thing about the new Hardy Bros is like,
2: yeah, they'll take the case, but their fee? Just pay them in adventures. And study pills. Yeah. So, outside the Aperos Grill, Arya's just chilling when who should show up but Jason DeLorentis...
0: He shows up in the reflection of the grill window, kind of like behind Arya, and you see him sauntering up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I read an interesting theory online that Jason is the one who was sending those Texas H, because he wanted to meet Arya for some nefarious reason, rather. I can see that. Because mm-hmm. he seems very
2: suspicious in this episode.
0: Oh, he's like, uh. Arya? And Arya's like, Jason? And they both say, hey. And he's like, are you meeting someone? And Arya has to do her, you know, check her phone, look behind her. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I am. But I don't think they're going to show up. And uh, they just stare at each other awkwardly for like 10 minutes. That's how Jason. Up. Yeah, that's how he works.
2: Uh, You won't get this because you don't watch the show. But Jason is basically wearing a shirt that Cam on Modern Family would wear. This is not like a normal Jason shirt.
0: He also, I mean, it's a button up shirt. He did, does not appear to have like a wife beater or anything on underneath.
2: Yeah. And, uh. Yeah. So she's like, how are you since and I thought she was going to go on to like the since you tried to get with me.
0: <laughs> but Jason's like, since he likes my pink hair.
2: Yeah. Since you were so unexpected and unusual. Uh, Jason's like, since I basically put my sister in prison. Well, we can start at tense so and work our way down from there. Didn't he give up on a little of that tension last night?
0: Maybe. You know, what Maybe I mean? you just need a little bit of release. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he puts some syrup in those waffles. Uh, so Aria asks how Allison is. And she starts to mention that you know Allison's tried to call him a few times. And he's like, you don't have to explain. I went to see her once, and that was enough. He gets a text. He checks his phone. He looks around and then back at Aria. <laughs> and he's like, do you want to grab a bite? I was supposed to meet Ashley, Hannah's mom, for a working lunch. But she just canceled. It might actually be nice to talk
0: about Allison. Aria's like, yeah, sure, it might. And they go into the grill he's together. Like, yeah, it would be cool if I could talk shit about my sister. Yeah. And Aria's like, yeah, that's cool. I can never get a get a read on Jason like are you being sketchy or spacey you know it's yeah. like maybe you're being sinister or maybe this is just your weird like burner burned out you know like vibe that you give off to everyone is just being super like out of it
2: it's an interesting Venn diagram when the two big circles are sketchy and spacey yeah
0: well and then you just switched up from like lunch date hookup to like oh, I'll just hang out with the teenager instead that's cool mm-hmm so uh back to the brew Emily's carrying around a bussing tray and she gets to the counter Talia's like lifting up this like tote of cleaning supplies and Emily's like oh there's stuff in the kitchen if you want to clean I can show you and Talia's like I know in the supply closet I'm just gonna go put this you know go put these with the rest and Emily's like oh that's not usually where we keep that stuff and Talia's like listen I had some downtime and I don't do well with idle hands if you know what I mean and Emily's like, I think there's some things that we should change. Or if, you know, if there's some things you think we should change, then great. Just bring it up before you decide on your own. Deal. Like, I wrote down in my notes, who at the
2: brew like, has the serve safe training? Is it Emily? I don't
0: know. Oh, it's like, Emily's just like, deal. And Tally's like, deal. It's like so much polite bitchiness. And Tally's like, I actually did want to ask. Do you think Ezra would go for a new uniform? And Emily's like, uniform? We don't have uniforms. And Tali's like, yeah, nothing fancy, just a polo with a logo, you know, something casual and cohesive, just a little neater. And Emily's nodding along, like trying to play Whoa. cool, but you can tell she wants to like, come over the counter right now.
2: Emily's neck makes <laughs> like an isosceles triangle as she ponders this if mm-hmm. neater than
0: what? <laughs> and Tali's like, well, I was just noticing earlier that there's a little hole in the shoulder of your shirt. And so I started thinking that maybe, and Emily's just like, it's a t shirt, it's comfortable. until Tali's like, yeah, just maybe something a little darker so the stains don't show. <laughs> and Emily's like, okay, maybe one new idea at a time, which is such a condescending thing to say. And her head is like rocking all over the place, like well, so she's much like,
2: sass. Staring up at the ceiling at this point, like not even looking at Talia.
0: <laughs> and Tali's like, yeah. And Emily's, Emily's like, yeah, okay, yeah. It's like she's biting her lip. Like there should be steam coming out of her ears right now.
2: Well, it's like she's trying to practice like whatever like serenity now bullshit that she thinks Arya does to channel <laughs> her madness.
0: Um, Arya just so, switches personalities.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so in the the hallway inside a storage place, we're following yeah. this like tracking thing back on, on the Scooby Doo show with Spencer yeah, and Caleb. Yeah. Tracking this uh, tracking thing on Caleb's phone. Spencer and Caleb are outside the unit they need to get into, which is unit uh, ten seventeen. Mm-hmm. Spencer says, "I've got some bolt cutters in my car."
0: Yeah, they're they're inside a storage complex. Yeah, and Caleb gives her this
2: look, like, "What the fuck?" And Spencer's like, "I like to be prepared."
0: Good girl. Mm-hmm. And he just like shakes his head. He grabs a lock and he says, "Well, it won't work on that. It's a shrouded lock, hard to cut, even harder to pick. Uh, it's one of those locks. that's like circular, mm-hmm. and the there's a very small bolt area, which I guess be it's that'd be why it's hard to to cut with bolt cutters. Just can't really get at it." uh and so then a woman comes out from another storage shed nearby to throws some trash away in a garbage can and she's like spencer and they kind of turn around surprised and spencer's like mrs horowitz hey it's the academic the advisor you're suddenly back two seasons later how weird well, two
2: seasons later also like a matter of weeks maybe months. yeah oh it would be months i'm sorry it would be months with the time jump yeah there is um, yeah so yeah uh she comes closer now sees caleb like she says you look familiar did you transfer out of my third period last semester and gibs like no i wasn't in your class or he maybe was just me in the ghost
0: was yeah
2: she nods like you know praising caleb uh then he says he's gonna like go to the bathroom so he passes by mrs horowitz like grabs something that she threw in the trash so drastic so sol-
0: can yeah, yeah.
2: She Spencer stalls as she washes Caleb. Uh tells Miss Horwitz that Caleb and her friend just got an apartment so they're getting some stuff out of storage for him.
0: I like how she has to explain why she's there unprompted. L- a yeah. little bit of a I mean I don't think Miss Horwitz is paying attention, but a little bit of night. a rookie mistake there, Spencer. Yeah. You don't need she's to explain yourself. It makes you suspicious.
2: Spencer's making small talk, asking Miss Horwitz if she's here often and Miss Horwitz like, <laughs> i like, here, here often." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
0: fucking storage shit so you come here often
2: and Spencer's like well I guess this isn't the kind of place where you get to know your neighbors and Ms. Horowitz's like you're talking about 1017 that smell am I right and Spencer's like smell and Ms. Horowitz is like oh yeah there's some kind of odor it wafts down the hallway sometimes I think it's coming from that unit so Spencer's like have you ever spoken to, this, what, to the renter and Ms. Horowitz's like oh about a month or so ago there was a girl blonde hey if it starts to smell again do you think you could say something to the manager and Sandra's so like, sure, yeah. What does the blonde girl look like? Just in case I spot her. <laughs> and so Horowitz says that she tried to stop her. But the blonde girl was in a hurry so she didn't get to see her face, which is convenient. Uh, Miss Horowitz is like, not that the manager would care anyway you know, they got to do something about that. It's really unsanitary. Spencer's like, yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh, just like she's fully committed to this conversation because this is how Spencer interacts with adults, you know. It, like, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's such a
2: bizarre conversation. Like, Miss Horowitz just seems like a nut job. Um, Spencer
0: never asked Miss Horowitz, why are you here? Yeah, yeah. In North Philly. Uh, so Mrs. H walks off as Caleb's coming back. Uh, I like how Spencer leans over and is like smelling the door when he walks up. Yeah, yeah. And then she kind
2: of like drops that real quick as Caleb approaches
0: Spencer's like hey and she's like oh bye Mrs. Horowitz and Mrs. Horowitz waves and she's like see it's cool kids like she's coming back and Spencer's like no I don't think so where'd you go and he holds up some kind of like bent aluminum from a soda can obviously and Mm -hmm. he says I made a shim out of your teacher's soda can we're gonna use it to pick the lock you made Lucas Mm -hmm. you made Lucas out of a soda can nice yeah and Spencer says I thought you said you can't pick that lock and Spencer or Caleb says not that lock her lock, and he leads her over to Missus H's lock, which is basically a normal like combination padlock. And Spencer watches. He's gonna like basically slide like this thin like you know strip of aluminum down into the barrel to undo the latch. I guess is how that works. I'm Kinda curious that that actually does work.
2: I'm just gonna throw it to Brian M. Holman. Like this is a Spencer thing. I think we've established that Spencer's smart enough to show whip out her phone and like website page this is how you do this when it comes to caleb having this kind of knowledge i really want him to say like this is the kind of thing i learned you know working it, for actual bad guys
0: in ravenswood yeah yeah well, i so, feel like the only reason they have caleb doing this is because if spencer picked the lock too like why what what good is caleb like it's like why he's even in the scene you well, know and they have to give him something to do
2: i feel like there was at least two or three moments of that in the last episode Mm-hmm. where Caleb kept stressing to her that something had to happen. And then Spencer just effortlessly did it. Yeah. Um, so well, we all know
0: Spencer knows how to break an enter.
2: Oh yeah. Without a doubt. She's been doing this since Caleb was well, before he was showering. Mm-hmm. Um, after the commercial at the Afro's grill, Jason and Ari are having lunch and Ari's like, forget about the alibi. Did your dad really believe her? And Jason says it doesn't really matter that you know Ken only knows how to protect Alice and that he'll do the same thing on the witness stand even if he knows what she's capable of.
0: Is that like a margarita in front of either of them? Or just like a smoothie? It's hard to tell.
2: It could be like strawberry lemonade for all I know. Um, But Arya's like, what do you think she's capable of? And Jason's like, a lot. I've seen her do things. I've seen her talk people into (laughs) things. The way you girls used to follow her around.
0: And Arya's like, used to. And like she shakes her head just like, oh, never again, you know.
2: Yeah, and Jason's like, I know you're not on the best terms with her, but the police have a theory. They think she had help. Wow,
0: like, what a theory! Like with Mona and Jason's,
2: like after putting Mona's body in the trunk of her car, hiding it, dumping it, and Ari's like, "Yeah, we kind of think the same thing." <laughs> Do you remember how she passed the lie detector test? And Jason like ponders this for a moment, and he's like, "Someone on the inside who could change the results, make
0: sure she passed, or maybe she passed because she wasn't lying." You halfwits.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. um So Ari asks if there's anything that Jason noticed between Allison and Holbrook. And Jason says that he only dealt with him a few times. Not that he would have noticed, because Allison can get away with things right under your nose.
0: Would you remember when
2: <laughs> Jason thought that like uh, uh, Wilden had like impregnated Allison? Yeah. And he was, was off to murder that guy.
0: That was fun. <laughs> Jason's a little calmer now. Uh, and Ari says, Yeah, well, we think they might be close, that she talked him into things. So.
2: But going say, back in the seventies, conversation would have taken place in a parking garage at four a.m. and they would have been using code names. They would not have been eating bread rolls and drinking out of mason jars. <laughs>
0: that's modern technology, man. Yeah. Uh, Jason, Aria's phone buzzes, and Jason's just like, "God, what is it with the cops in this town?" Which is <laughs> some sort of like meta joke there. Yeah. Yeah. Aria checks her phone. She's got a message. Says one hour, Maple and Prescott H, Which I just I, I choose to believe that's an Officer Barry shout out.
2: Well, I just want to say like. Well, like, what if, like, it's, like, secret, like, this is also, like, Barry's, like, partner on the force is Officer Prescott. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe Barry Maple comes from, like, an old family in Rosewood. They have a street yeah. named after him. Uh, so, Arya asks if Jason thinks it's possible, and Jason says he couldn't say for sure, but, you know, Ali's probably cut Holbrook loose by now, because what else can he do for her? So, Arya like, looks around. We get this, like, great shot from, like, farther oh, away. It's like possibly cr- quasi-POV. It's or- yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, like, maybe someone's watching from, like, outside.
2: So, but doesn't Jason just seem, like, extra fishy?
0: Yeah, but I, I guess I I have a hard time ever taking Jason seriously as, like, A, for instance, just because he doesn't seem capable right. of being A. Like, he doesn't, like, he's not in an adrenalized hype reality He's in, like, the opposite of that. Well, I mean, if Jason is actually A, and, I mean, this Jason,
2: not Jason number one, Mm-hmm. he's playing the longest game <laughs> yeah. i mean like it's the long con i don't want to spoil the prestige but he's committed to this role of being a fuck up loser
0: um yeah, look, jason's not in like an adrenalized type reality. he's in like a like a quaalude type yeah reality. i was just gonna
2: say yeah uh, a watered down <laughs> pseudo reality um so cut the main street rosewood hannah's rounding the corner towards the church she's on the phone of caleb and she's just like Babe, you sound really echoey, like you're in an air duct. Then we cut cut Caleb. to Caleb
0: in an air duct.
2: He's like, that's because I'm in an air duct, Hannah.
0: Well, and this just washes right over Hannah like it's the most normal thing in the world. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then uh, Hannah says, Ted's waiting for me. Just call me if you find anything. So they hang up. Um, Hannah walks up to greet fucking Pastor Ted in front of his church. And he's standing like, hey.
2: Standing hey. in front of his church looking distraught.
0: He says, "Uh, let's sit down. He points to a bench and they walk over and sit. And He says, so uh, I want to talk to you about your mother and hannah's like i'm pretty sure that she should talk to her about this she knows that i know and ted's like but how do you know and hannah's like because i know he says but i haven't asked you yet and hannah's like oh wait ask me what mm-hmm. uh, man faster ted's so lame like i found myself like tuning out during the scene and just staring at hannah's hair which is braided a little like princess leia's like indoor commando hair
2: there was there was, yeah, I, there's something about this episode. There's moments that she has of Pastor Ted where I, I kept zoning out on him. And I just, like, got to the most basis of, like, yeah, Ashley Benson looks amazing in this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. You know. And then um, meanwhile, it's like, oh, wait, what's Ted saying? And Ted's just like, for your permission, Hannah, I'd like to marry your, your mother. She needed a
2: beverage she could spit out.
0: Yeah. And Hannah's like, oh, well... I still think that you should probably talk to her about this. And Ted's just like, I really would like for you, me, and your mom to be a family. That sounds awful. Cool. Uh, and Hannah gives a kind of pain smile. You just know this asshole would get all up in Hannah's shit once he moved well, in. He has never once treated Hannah as other than something that he looks down upon. Like, couldn't you totally see this guy? Like, honeymoon's over, he moved in. And he's like, by the way, Hannah, bedtime's nine o'clock now.
2: Well, I just, yeah, I feel like he's like, nine o'clock bedtime. Also, I want to talk to you about how you dress like a whore. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. Uh, he says, uh, and if we're going to be family, I want to make sure you're all in. And it's like, when? And he says, tonight, over dinner at the house. And I want you to be there. And Hannah's like, tonight. And it's like, you get to see her mentally rescheduling all her nightly activities. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, definitely. Or Hannah says, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm totally in. Um, it's going to be like a fancy dinner or? And Ted's just like, haha, super casual, like any other night. I want her to be surprised. Ah. I think
2: you can count on that.
0: And Hannah says, don't worry. My lips are sealed. And he says, thanks her and pats her on the shoulder and leaves. And Hannah immediately pulls out her phone, calls her mom, leaves a message, says, hey, mom, call me back when you get this. I really need to talk to you.
2: Yeah, and panic bounds away.
0: Um so outside the Rosewood Florist. Oh, well, I like this cut because we cut from Hannah on her phone to Arya on her phone. Yeah. Told the theory. Uh so Arya
2: is saying into her phone, "It's a flower shop." <laughs> At the brew, we see Emily on the other end of this conversation and she's like, "What's a flower shop?" And Arya's like, "Where I'm meeting Holbrook." The uh, flower shop, mind you, has a neon sign on its window like it's advertising a palm reader. Hmm. Um also would Rosewood have a palm reader, or would you just generally know that you go to Ravenswood for that kind of shit?
0: I think they probably do. Like the one that was at the homecoming dance.
2: Oh yeah, there's darkness in him. Maybe even violence. maybe even violence. Yeah, which might have just been Mrs. Horowitz like dressed up. Horowitz. Um,
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Mrs. Horowitz is played by an actress who's actually like a comedian. Oh, um, I, I assume she's like friends with one of the people, one of the producers, or something. Because it's weird gone. for her to show up in PLL otherwise. Yeah.
2: Yeah. um Ari says that he must have been seeing me talking to Jason, gotten spooked. He wants to meet alone. And Emily's I want her to be like, I think you're assuming a lot based <laughs> on simple text messages, Bob Woodward. But Emily actually says, if he's really crossing alley, I guess he wouldn't want to get me back to her. Just check in, okay? And
0: Ari's like, mm-hmm, Yeah, I will. And they hang yeah. up. Emily's like, Just you know, check in on the show every once in a while. Let us know what's going on with you.
2: Yeah, yeah. Come back to reality every once in a while.
0: Yeah. So- uh, we go to the brew. Emily comes into the kitchen to get some milk for, like, the little dispenser for the coffee. is watching Sally, and there's, like, some low-level tension. And Talia's like, your T-shirt, was it a gift? And Emily's like, what? And Talia says, from the ex. And Emily does not answer. And Talia says, you got defensive when I pointed out the hole in your shirt. Uh, it's like, well, you know, maybe that's just because you are trashing her clothes, Talia. That's yeah. one reason you get defensive. But yeah. Emily's like, oh, it's not a big deal. And Talia's like, it is, and I'm sorry. You know, when someone's important to you, it can be hard to let go. And she pauses for a moment because she really has to, like, harness her chi to work up the energy for a really extended food metaphor here. Mm -hmm. And she says, there's this dish, and it's a beef stew. It's called ropa vieja. It literally means old clothes. It's just one of those old recipes that comes from a 100 different places, and everybody makes it the same way over and over. You know, every once in a while, you got to add some yellow peppers, green olives, you know, flavor, color. And then the same old thing can feel brand new. And Emily says, honestly, I lost you halfway through that metaphor. Uh, no, what she really says is, I don't know if I'm ready to feel brand new. And Ty's like, well, how can you, you know, how how can you, when you're carrying around your old relationship on, on your back? And Emily's just, like, silent, and she's, like, eventually just, like, walks out. It's like, she's not angry, it's just, like, Emily's like, oh, I have no response to this. Um, Alright, I'm gonna leave now.
2: Well, it's like they're, they're trying to give you the impression that maybe this hits too close to home for Emily. And like, as she leaves Talia's, you know, get that feeling that maybe she stepped too far, but honestly, I just want Emily to be like, Hey, fuck you. <laughs> this is my clothes.
0: Mind your own. business." Also, what the hell was that food metaphor supposed to mean? I need peppers or something. Yeah. Do you yeah, want to hook up? Is that what you're saying?
2: Like, and also, if you talk to me again, I'll cut your face off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, then I wonder too, cause I know a lot of people had tweeted at us about like, well, how long before this chicken,
0: Emily, hook up which I, I think this is the episode to be like hey guys we're not rushing into it see we're we're bringing it along slowly i i don't know what this this ship would be called like amelia
2: maybe or emily,
0: i think you just called emily al ghul emily al ghul,
2: that'd be awesome mm-hmm. but like i really want to see because you, like, you see a lot of the hardcore paleopologists who have to then give you the take, pale- like they're basically like they're they're the Republicans who have to take the Twitter after, like, State of the Union, which is timely. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to explain, like, like why this is fishy because Paige wouldn't just ask for space or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, I want to see, like, the Oh, I have a theory about people. that we'll get to later. Okay. So, meanwhile, meanwhile, in the air ducts, Spencer and Caleb have climbed through that storage unit 1017.
0: Well, one more note on Talia here. Like, how old is she? Yeah. It seems like she maybe went to, like, a culinary academy or something. Maybe. I don't know. She looks like she she's in her mid-20s. fancy chef stuff.
2: Well, and again, if if it is so gross to us, the Ezria relationship, and it is, I mean, if you're sensitive, it well, is. I mean, this be gross too.
0: Somewhat, I do feel like by now, I think most of the characters would be eighteen. I mean, the the Ezria stuff, you know, that's been ongoing, of course. So you know, they don't get a free pass. But it does seem right now that the characters are all of age, so it's not mean, it's not as weird.
2: Emily had her was her birthday party was in season four, right? That's the one where Jenna got, like, thrown in the lake.
0: Was that her birthday party? Yeah, I guess it was. Surprise birthday party. With yeah, so and Emily's...
2: Paris paid a new one?
0: Emily's probably 18, so, you know, it's not not as big of a thing.
2: Hmm. So, yeah, they've, they've climbed to the, the air duct into the storage unit. Caleb goes over, like, flips on, like, the timed light switch. They look
0: around. The unit has a they lot note of... note that it's a timed light switch. So one of those ones where you turn it and you set a time. He only gives himself a couple minutes of light. That will come up later.
2: Well... Well, also though, this is if you've been in a storage unit, they all have these light switches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they look around. This unit has like a lot of shelves in it. There's also like h- like hanging clear plastic sheets, much like at the brew two episodes ago.
0: Well lot of big like bottles or like l- liquid containers, like jugs of chemicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one
2: shelf of boxes uh, on, on a on table. Yeah, go.
0: On one of the shelves, there's some kind of bloody material in plastic baggies. Um, yeah, and then on the small table there's the laptop is just sitting there. Mm. And Spencer's like, That's Mona's computer and Caleb walks over and Spencer's like, No, don't touch it. It's really neat in here. It's too neat. Everything's bagged, it's clear plastic, looks like evidence.
2: But were you when she said everything's neat in here, too neat, were you thinking what I was thinking, which was booby traps?
0: That's what I said, setting booby traps.
2: Yeah. I just really pictured like the two of them like caught in a net. Oh, I like it. <laughs> um yeah, so but cool. I feel like
0: if that were to happen, it'd be like, are they gonna hook up now? Because you can't have a guy and a girl get caught in a net together and not have there be some smooching going on.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. So they're looking at these like kind of bloody material in this bag, and Caleb's just like, Holbrook, and Spencer says, There's so much blood on these clothes. Do you think this is what Moan was wearing when she died? Uh, the camera movements are really weird here, like, they're kind of like the camera's constantly like moving and panning around the shells, it's kind of like disorienting and creepy the way the camera is just kind of roving around this area and caleb's like why is he keeping them And spencer says maybe the more important question is is this where he kept the knife until he planted it and caleb says he's he's keeping it to build a case against one of us uh, and he looks over and through like the plastic sheeting he sees like a yellow hazmat suit mm-hmm. and he ducks like freaked out he's like get down and spencer ducks down with him and he says there's someone else in here behind the shelves and spencer looks past them and she's like wait wait here and she's moving around to get a better look and caleb's like don't and spencer just like pops right up and like throws back the sheeting and we see it's it's Whoa. just this suit hanging from a shelf there's you're, no you're
2: one in it. like there's they do this fascinating like big thriller movie shot yeah. where caleb it, the camera's just on caleb watching her like his his eyes move, and that shows us her movements. So he's like studying her, watching her. I couldn't tell if this was like to heighten the tension of like you're experiencing like whatever dangerous thing Spencer's doing through Caleb's eyes, hmm. or if it was like they were really hiding like how small the set was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she pops through the plastic ceiling. Very jarring cut, and you see that she's it's, a
0: total badass.
2: Yeah, it's just oh, it makes him look like a pussy yet again. Uh, it's just like this hanging like hazmat suit from Breaking Bad.
0: Well, Spencer's like, Oh, there's someone in here. I'm going to pounce on them. I'm going yeah. <laughs> to, I'm going to flank them and then pounce on them. Yeah. Sweet. And so Caleb gets up to kind of see what's in this like sheeted off section. And Spencer says, and a barrel. So we see there's a barrel in the corner, big metal barrel, mm-hmm. uh, next to a shelf full of like antacid tablets and denatur- denatured alcohol. Mm-hmm. So they stare at it for a moment. And Caleb's like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Spencer says that she's in there. And he walks closer, he knocks on the side, and he says, it sounds full. And he says, uh, and Mona wasn't very big. (laughs) Oh, poor Mona. And Spencer says, okay, Mona was a lot of things, but she didn't deserve this. R.I.P. Mona. And Spencer's looking at the other stuff on the shelves, and she's like, denatured alcohol, antacid tablets, water. Denatured alcohol
2: actually has skull and and crossbones and says poison on Mm -hmm. its label.
0: Yeah uh and so caleb's like okay i didn't take chemistry and spencer says it's biology when you mix those together in the right proportion you can preserve a specimen a frog a pig fetus any vertebrate really and caleb's like and what if you mix them wrong and spencer says uh it's corrosive you you turn whatever specimen you have to sludge and i think right now any breaking bad fan's is going to tell you that uh if that were acid in that it would disintegrate the metal barrel mm-hmm. so i think whatever's in there is probably preserved
2: you think it's? you think it's team pickled mm-hmm.
0: yeah so spencer says so uh so she he says so she's uh either pickled or being pickled or dissolved and spencer's like did you really just say that And <laughs> he's like sorry it's just should we open it and spencer does the thing where she's like kind of wiggling her hands like limbering up to do this yeah i love this i yeah. love that body language yeah and she like approaches the barrel just as she's reaching for it the lights go out and she gasps uh because i'm an inveterate shit stirrer what if it's Paige in the barrel whoa we haven't heard from Paige in a while she's not returning uh emily's texts or emails so you think
2: that like there's a deleted scene where she actually came running back to emily didn't get on the plane and then somebody just like hits her over the back of the head and she wakes up in this barrel yeah
0: i don't actually think that i'm just fucking with Paley fans that'd be fine. but uh i mean you know, because everyone's like, "Oh, it's Holbrook. He's the one who's in there." That's that's the new theory. Right. It's right. not Mona. It's Holbrook. Um. But you know, who else haven't we seen recently? Just saying. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really enjoying
2: this new iteration of the Hardy Bros. But in addition to the scene not featuring Toby, there was also no uh, life, love, or beauty in that storage unit.
0: So after the Toby's just like, "Oh, Spencer, what's in the barrel? What's in the barrel?" <laughs> and it's Every- just another Toby. Whoa. 'Cause there's clones of Toby. Whoa. What if they like found like a secret layer that just had all these like kind of like like clone tubes of like a bunch of Toby's in suspended animation?
2: Like that's what the corporation that owns Rally is like really up to.
1: hmm
0: Cloning Toby over and over again. Whoa. They're like, we've created the perfect human specimen. He's a detective and also an architect.
2: Also all those Toblerones. Mm-hmm. Um so after the commercial, is like standing outside the florist shop. We see a woman walk out of the floor. <laughs> Sorry, his
0: whole fucking plot lines. Just walk around and talk to people.
2: Which to be every Aria episode. Yeah. Uh she calls out Arya's name. She's like, Aria, aria turns. The woman just like walks over to her bouquet. And Floris is like, You're here to pick up, right? And Arya's like, uh no, I'm just. And Floris is like, a guy called and said you'd pick up and
0: hand deliver. And is like, was his name? Well, she name just like pushes the flowers into Arya's hands.
2: Was his name? And the Floris is like, I'm here by myself. The delivery address is 34 turning leaf lane. The cross street is, and Arya cuts her off. And she's just like, Yeah, yeah, I know what that is. Thank you. Flores goes back inside and like aria spins around, resigns herself just walks off i almost feel like whoever called the florist was like look tell her this and every time she tries to ask a question cut her off
0: <laughs> oh yeah because Arya's just like flapping her arms like she doesn't know what the hell to do it's like she just eventually it's like well i guess i'm gonna deliver some flowers now because the woman told me to do it's very emily-esque in a way you know? yeah well Arya just wait. got like shanghaied into like it's like oh I, I guess i have to deliver flowers now okay
2: the way that they the
0: edit the rest of this episode,
2: I almost feel like it took Arya three hours to mm-hmm. get from that moment to Hannah's actual house well, with the flowers, and
0: to go be a. In the meantime, yeah, yeah.
2: So, cut to Emily's bedroom where Emily's like sitting on her bed with a laundry basket. She cuts something off of Paige's old shirt. Like well,
0: she she was sewing the the whole clothes. Okay. yeah, and then she cuts the thread which okay, she's without so sewing
2: it. She then folds up the shirt, puts it in the giant envelope for Paige. We see the address is Paige McCullers, 148 East Atticus Place, Palo I, Alto.
0: I, I mean, I guess if you uh, you know weren't weren't up on you know Twitter and whatnot and weren't aware that this was already Paige's shirt, this is where you, you would learn this now. You'd be like, oh, she was wearing Paige's shirt the whole time. Well, and now she's mailing it back to her.
2: I think you would have learned it in the previous scene, Family. She's literally wearing mm-hmm. her old relationship on her back. Yeah. Um, if you just learned it now, uh, pay attention. Um, Emily seals it up. We get some Emily face. Why is Paige in Palo Alto?
0: That's where Stanford is. Oh, is it
2: okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, so then we, she's on the Stanford swimming team, where she can design her own dorm room online.
0: Purple drapes. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to the Marin House. Uh, Ashley enters through the patio doors with some groceries. Hannah's there waiting on the kitchen island, and Hannah's like, "Where have you been? I need to talk to you." Ashley's like, "We're not going to talk about that." And Hannah says, that is the least of your problems. I called. I texted. And Ashley says, relax, Hannah. I was not doing that. That is none of your business. (laughs) And Hannah says, yes, it is. And it's kind of Ted's business, too. God, Jason, why? Aren't you, like, working for him now? Are you going to lose your job over
1: this?
0: (laughs) And Ashley's like, Jason and I, it was nothing. And Hannah says, it wasn't nothing, Mom. He's Allison's brother. And Ashley's like, I'm aware of that. And it's not something I'm comfortable with either. But I really needed a bone. Mm. Uh, these two are so much fun together. And Hannah's like, what is going on? I mean, you love Ted, right? Because he oh. really loves you. And he's and she sighs. And Ashley's like, he's what, Hannah? And he's like, he's boring as shit. And he looks like he just shot a Cialis commercial. <laughs> uh, that's not what she really says, unfortunately. She says, he's just a really good, lie, good guy. And I like him. Lies and debatable yeah yeah and i like him with you and i don't want anything to ruin that more lies and ashley's just kind of like eh and hannah's like are you gonna tell him and ashley's like that's for me to decide not you
2: so i mean it's interesting like kind of possible subtle comparison between hannah allison with ashley going slightly mrs robinson here with jason and who knows who the hell all mrs d was sleeping with Mm -hmm. but i think a lot of people I mean, I really want to know, like, people who who like Ted, did you really like him before last week or this week's episode? Have you liked him for, like, a season and a half now? Because I think a lot of people are probably going off of Hannah's comments here. I like him. I like him with you. But you got to remember, Hannah's mom, like, the people that she's been involved with. Here's a guy who is not, who is harmless, who's bailed her out of jail, who isn't going to cause her lots of heartache and problems. I'm sure Hannah loves Ashley right now with Ted. But if they got married or whatever, like a season from now, Hannah would just see Ashley like dying inside.
0: Yeah, I know. Ashley's still a fairly young woman. She deserves more than Silas bro. Yeah, I mean. It's just like Hannah. It's for daily use.
2: The ultimate Ashley ending for this show is her... Like in a convertible with hair Oscar blowing in the wind. Well no hair blowing the wind, driving off in the sunset, and she smiles and looks over at her OTP, which is a box of wine in the passenger seat.
0: <laughs> and jacked up Mikey Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta talk about that later. Yeah. Some publicity stills for future episodes came out and wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we got to Kayla's apartment. Caleb's like uh, doing computer stuff again as Spencer paces. And she's like, you sure you wipe down everything? And he's like, the only things I touch were the light switch and the air duct cover. So I think we're good. Spencer's like, well, what if we left hair, fi- hair, fiber, skin cells? He's like, I think you're being paranoid. And so she's like, possibly if I were being excessively or unreasonably anxious, according to Merriam-Webster. But there's nothing unreasonable or excessive about wanting to keep us all out of jail.
0: I'm being meticulous. Boom, Spencer. Yeah. Someone give her some study pills yeah Caleb's like actually you're being a thesaurus but I appreciate your attention to detail so you I think like, back, uh, do you think Toby and Caleb have like exchanged notes about how to deal with Spencer Toby's just like Caleb if she gets too sassy just be condescending that no, always shuts her up
2: no I think it's the exact opposite
0: I think Caleb's just like Toby's problem is he doesn't give her any pushback <laughs> but that's thinks- that's Toby's move occasionally though is he's like has to be like I'm gonna give you some simple common sense to like counteract your Whoa. you know like highfalutin words. I take that back. I think it's not just Toby
2: and Caleb, it's the patriarchy's move <laughs> is to try to give Spencer some pushback. Um so Caleb goes back to more typing and hacking.
0: More hacker shit. And he says, Done. Security footage is wiped, no sign that we were ever there. We we're just gonna hand wave that away. <laughs> yeah. Sure he yeah. did.
2: Well, my next question was then diffused by Spencer, who says, and no sign of Holbrook or that blonde? Which I thought to myself, why aren't you scouring through the footage for the the blonde?
0: And she says, we need to figure out a way to tie Holbrook into that storage space without getting tied up in in our cells. And she sits down on his desk, kind of close to him. And I'm kind of wondering, like, are they going somewhere with this? You know, Spencer and Kayla's spending a lot of time. I feel like the rules of the show have always been that, like, there's no way they would ever get together. But I don't know. You know what? We talked
2: about this the first time they had a scene together back in season three. That, that mm-hmm. that's not what this show is. These girls don't ever have to worry about one of them stealing the other's boyfriend. I feel like love triangles really, for the most part, only make sense of external forces on the group.
0: Exactly, and even then, they don't really have love triangles on the show. Right, right. Uh, but
2: like, don't
0: don't you almost kind of think like maybe it would be interesting with these two, with these three? i i mean i feel like it's it's one of those things you watch and you're like well that's a shame maybe in a different reality they'd be a couple but they they can't be right. you know it's like that's just you know it's against the rules of feminism mm-hmm. um you know they they just can't go out because uh Gail's with hannah yeah unless they just did like a swap i don't know would that would that work would that be allowed
2: uh i would go back to hannah and toby at the uh like the Holy Rollers, Virgin Society dance and uh, <laughs> all anybody, the chemistry they had. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. And why the fuck am I here? He flinches. At those nerds. He <laughs> like growls at them there. Can I go now? God, you're disgusting.
2: <laughs> so uh, yeah, she sits on his desk, and, like gives him, you know, his marching orders. Uh, and he's just like, we, uh, we can always call Toby tip him off. Let the cops find out what was in that barrel. So I'm just like, Opening that barrel will be just playing in Holbrook's hands. Besides, I don't want to risk Toby's job. When we have proof that there's—that's where Holbrook does, or that's where Holbrook does all his dirty work. That's when we'll have something to turn in. What about the leaks? Could you maybe get into their records and find the renter's agreement with their name? And he says, "Yeah, shouldn't take too long." So she gets off the desk, starts to walk away, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I really should go and out that knife of my own. If it makes you feel any better." Toby's not really talking to me either.
0: <laughs> so Toby's freezing out both his girlfriend and his boyfriend. Yeah. He's just giving them both the silent treatment. Mm -hmm. Spencer says, he's talking to me, and there's just not really much to say. And another brave smile and a shrug from Spencer, and Caleb goes back to hacking.
2: Well, it's like, you know, in the span of like 30 seconds, it's gone from what we just discussed to revealing that this actually probably is not the most exciting love
0: triangle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They just hang out and talk about Toby the whole time.
2: Well, because that's the thing is I think it's presented as it's not like... Spencer and Caleb are getting too close, and there might be heat, and they might act on that. It's like the two of them are competing for Toby's love.
0: <laughs> and Toby is uh, miserly with his affectations, or affections. Hannah's uh,
2: affectations. You yeah, can't true. tell what I'm waving my hands around like a masterclass <laughs> idiot.
0: Um They're in house. Uh, Hannah's phone's ringing. It's out in the foyer. I like how these girls never have their phones in their pockets. Even though... I guess because she doesn't have pockets.
2: Well, like after the Christmas special aired, everyone like cut back to that scene from the previous episode where Hannah says that she doesn't have her phone. She's like a dead.
0: Yeah. And then she left it. Yeah. Uh, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, her phone buzzes, but then the doorbell rings too. And it's Ari at the door and marches right in. And Hannah's like, what's the big secret? Cause like, I guess that's what was on her, her, her you phone just, text. You, you just don't actually never... see what text she got. I you just know that aria
2: Ari is the kind of person who texts you i'm outside and then rings the doorbell <laughs>
0: exactly and Ari says hey is your mom here i was supposed to deliver these to her but i, I think that something's up and then we hear ashley kind of from the kitchen call and she says hannah who's at the door and hannah's like uh it's aria and ashley says tell her we're eating still eating please In your fucking face Arya. and hannah says yeah just one second and she whispers she's like, go upstairs so, Arya heads up just as Ashley's walking out to the foyer and she's like, honey, whatever it is, make it quick, okay? And um, says, Sorry, good. I
2: was going to say, like, I wonder, like, now, what does Ashley think of Arya? Because you remember when Arya stopped by the Marin House? Let's say, tell Ashley that she was fucking up Hannah to get her to stop shoplifting. <laughs> like, that things? bitch is
0: a little liar.
2: <laughs> a stands for anonymous for Arya.
0: Yeah. And Hannah says, Yeah, no, it's, it's just a school thing. I'll be down in a couple minutes, I promise. And Ashley looks maybe a little suspicious, but she's going to let it slide because obviously Hannah's letting her slide on a lot today. Uh, and so we go into Hannah's room. She joins Arya, shuts the door, and Aria's reading the note that came with the flowers. It says, last night took me by surprise. Glad I stayed for dessert. Jason. lol, <laughs> Classy. Mm-hmm. And Arya's like, wait, what? Since when does your mom bake? And why was Jason? And Hannah's like, this isn't Jason. This is Allison trying to start trouble. And Ari's like, why? What do you and your mom have to do with Jason? And Hannah, like, snatches the card away from Arya, And Arya makes this, like, pouty face, like, hmm, take that mm-hmm. away from me. And Hannah says, forget about Jason. I did this, okay? I, I went to see her in jail. It's very deft of Hannah to kind of remove the Jason thing from the conversation and change mm-hmm. the subject. She does it so well. Yeah, and Ari's like, I'm sorry, you did what? And Hannah says, I had to. I thought she was going after Caleb. When I heard about that bloody knife, I... And Ari cuts her off and she's like, we agreed, Hannah. None of us were supposed to. God, I spent the whole day running around on her hamster wheel because of you. Oh, and it's wow. like, wow, you just made it about you in like two seconds, Aria. That was amazing. Like a style. world record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Hannah says, well, I faced her all for, you know, I faced her for all of us. And I told her to back off. This is her backing off. And Ari's like, you should have told us. And Hannah says, I'll tell the others, okay? I promise. Just don't mention the flowers, please. And Ari's like, fine. She storms off, like bitch mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and this all just works perfectly with the theory because these two are arguing with themselves.
2: Uh, Hannah, Hannah face at the end mm-hmm. of the scene. Uh, cut to Spencer's bedroom. Spencer and Toby are, are chilling on the bed, playing some Scrabble. Good luck there, Toby. Um, Toby's just like for a town where or for a town where some pretty awful things have happened today, almost nothing happened. Some more hand waving.
0: So, who do you think played um? Sister cisterna is one of the words there that's got to be Spencer right yeah I mean it's civics cisterna acquire spartans and spawn there's some serious scrub words it's not actually how you win though
2: no um so. so Spencer smiles and laughs and says come on something must have happened and Toby what do you want to do Toby voice here
0: uh I responded to a total of two calls and Spencer's like, Hmm, an and Toby says, and eleven two six and a ten ninety one L. So Rosewood is now safe from an abandoned bicycle and an off-leash labradoodle. Spencer laughs and he's just like, Oh, we haven't done this in a while, I've missed it. And Spencer says, Yeah, me too. And he says, You know, we haven't talked about this college, the distance. Maybe we should. And Spencer says, well, we've been apart before. And he says, yeah, but surfboards or bricks and ivy, you're going to be gone. I, I don't want to hold you back, but I also can't get used to the thought of you being an ocean away. And it's like, oh, come on, Toby. I'm sure any city would love to hire you as like either a detective or a city planner. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, her phone beeps and she's like, well, then maybe you can come with me. You can learn how to surf. And I just had this like flash in my mind when she said that. What if like season 6A... Is like one of those 90210 seasons where like suddenly they all work at this like beach club. No, you mean say by the Bell. No, they did it on 902102. Okay. Yeah, whereas like suddenly they're all like, it's like for some reason the, the whole show is about them working at this beach club for several episodes. Uh, what if it was like that but with PLL? I would be so okay with that. Like solving mysteries. Especially
2: like... like you could throw in cameos by like Mark Paul Gossler and mm-hmm. Leah Remini. <laughs> God. And Tiffany Emerson, who I don't know why they're on the show already. Um,
0: so Toby smiles because he is definitely airheaded enough to be a surfer. Mm-hmm. And Spencer oh, gets up.
2: It's, it's Geek and Alan tweeted today that he wants to teach people how to surf with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> so Spencer gets up. Maybe she's feeling a little uneasy and she's like, it's really chilly. I'll close the window. Because I think she probably knows somewhere in the back of her mind, like, Toby's not coming along wherever she's going. Yeah. Uh, and
2: they're just not having the conversation like Paige and Emily did
0: yeah so her her phone's beeping again toby picks it up and reads it as she's like closing the window and he reads it out says found something call me what did you and caleb find what did you and caleb find uh and spencer says i can't tell you and he throws the phone on the scrabble board like ruining the game like a total ass Mm -hmm. it's like hey asshole in the last episode you told her not to tell you shit Mm -hmm. big fucking jerk that's why she didn't tell you and he says this isn't about telling this is about not doing things that will get you both, all of us, in a lot of trouble. So whatever you did today, that's it. I want it to stop. I'm like, bitch, you don't give orders to Spencer Hastings. Well, she rolls
2: her eyes. I think she might have even checked her watch at this mm-hmm. point. And he's like, I want it to stop. So she's like, whatever you say, officer. And she says it so coldly, but so perfect. It's yeah, like-
0: it's not like a wounded. It's just like, whatever you say, officer. Yeah. And so he just grabs his jacket and leaves. Ugh. Good riddance, so just, Toby. Fuck so just off. just stands
2: there So, yeah, Mr. Uh, uh, Off-Leash Labradoodle on a and bicycle. Uh, his teenage girlfriend, like, broke into a murder lab today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, now we have to go back to the Ashley Marin house. Ashley's at the table. She's a little lost in thought. And then she turns to Hannah and asks Hannah to clear some dishes. So, Hannah says, sure, and gets up. And we see in the background there. Faster Ted's taking a giant-ass cookie out of a pastry box and putting it on a plate and says, I've got dessert. Uh, Not like Jason's dessert.
2: Let me just say real quick, before this scene starts, as the scene is starting, I was watching it last night, I have never experienced less joy in the (laughs) Marin house than when, like, Tom got all up in Caleb's face and was, like, yelling at Ash, and she was burning her hands on the stove or whatever Mm -hmm. because of the murder thing. Like, all of that seemed, like, sitcom ha 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 pleasant to me compared to the idea of Ted about to propose to our beloved Ashley Marin.
0: I know. Uh, I mean, he could have at least put the ring on like a wine bottle or something. Yeah. Uh, So uh, he comes over with this giant ass cookie and he's got the dessert and he says, all right, here we go. And Hannah's like, "Uh, do we all get a cookie, Ted? Or she's like, don't fuck around with my dessert, Ted.
2: Well, so Oh, well, let's get to the actual proposal, then we'll come back to that. Yeah,
0: Ted says it's not just any cookie; it's a peanut butter cookie. And He does his usual fake laugh. Like he's so um, fucking proud of himself. But he's yes, peanut butter cookies are bullshit. I'm I'm just saying, come at me. You're wrong. Really? Yeah. Okay. What's your number one cookie? A chocolate chip. Exactly.
2: But I mean, I'm not saying that they're bullshit.
0: I'm not saying mm-hmm. peanut
2: butter's bullshit. I mean, cookies. Makes you want to,
0: like, drink some water.
2: Cookies are for, like, every situation. There's a different cookie.
0: There's a time and a place for, like, Snickerdoodle. Is there a time or a place where it's not a time or a place for chocolate chip? Like, have you ever said, like, no, I don't want a chocolate chip cookie right now?
2: Every once in a while. Like, maybe I want, like, a white chocolate chip macadamia nut.
0: Hmm? Mm. Hmm?
2: I mean, like, for me personally, I'm like, you know what? You guys have the oatmeal cookies, you go ahead and take those
0: well yeah obviously I'll like go oatmeal raisin the- no, no 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 you take those
2: i i will take the peanut butter you can have i'll take all the peanut butter cookies you can have all the oatmeal raisin
0: really so you go peanut butter over oatmeal raisin
2: i think so i mean every once in a while in a, the bluest of fucking moons maybe i'll want an oatmeal raisin cookie but i think i'd probably rather have the peanut butter over that hmm yeah
0: listeners tell us what you think Hmm. Um, i'd probably prefer like a, a sugar cookie to. oh sugar cookies cookie. are
2: good but, I mean, sugar cookies you could probably get tired of eventually, even snickerdoodle. I think I just like saying snickerdoodle more than I, I like eating them, but whatever. Uh, so, yeah, Ashley points out, you know, we shared this cookie on the first day we met. Um, Laura Layton delivers these lines. Like, Ashley feels like she has to be polite to this
0: John <laughs> As she's, like, going towards the execution chamber, basically.
2: But, like, I, I almost feel like Ted thinks he deserves Ashley because he bought her from the law during exactly. the whole fail thing. Exactly
0: um so he he says uh and i was thinking maybe we could share one of these tonight and he picks this cookie up and he breaks it in half and an engagement ring falls out and ashley's just like gulp Uh, and she's like ted and he says hold on i've still got a few more formalities to get through and so he gets up and he kneels next to her and he holds up the ring and he says when i moved to this town after i killed the real pastor ted and stole his identity (laughs) i knew it would bring tremendous change in my life uh, turns out that change was you. There's something bigger than both of us that put you in my path. And I want to spend the rest of our lives together being grateful for the gift of you, Ashley. Will you marry me and then never testify against me? And Ashley, she's just kind of overcome, but also sad. And she's like, you know, pauses, pauses, pauses. And she's like, I, I need a minute to think. And she takes the ring, sets it down, stand up. And finally, Ted's goofy smile drops. Uh, and she walks off. In your fucking face, Pastor Ted. Hit the bricks.
2: So, like, for the people who like Ted, I, I just want to point out that he makes this big deal, I think, of, of asking for Hannah's permission, which I think was really more about, like, getting that on record that he did mm-hmm. this this thing. And then it's like he wants her to be there, but he did, like, none of this is about her. She She's so excluded, you know? Like,
0: Well, I mean, to, to some extent, like, it's not all about her, really, you know? Yeah, but still, I don't know. I, I don't you know. know ashley's just like i'm sorry ted you're just a virgin who can't drive yeah um
2: but yeah so pardon the metaphor here but ted wants to buy the cow and meanwhile that burnout jason's gonna get the milk for free mm-hmm. um so after the commercial we're in hannah's kitchens a little bit later hannah and ted are like walking towards the front door and hannah's like trying to pep talk ted uh he
0: yeah, this- just took her by surprise that's all she had a really long stressful week at work and then she had some pipe laid last night you came home early <laughs> <laughs> and Ted says, well, either she doesn't like surprises or there's something wrong with my timing. Probably. And, and it's like, there's nothing wrong with you, Ted. Don't lie to him, Hannah. And she says, you did everything right. You just have to give her a minute to take it all in. And also, not give off a creeper vibe like you just walked out of golf magazine. <laughs> and Ted says, I will. Thanks, Hannah.
2: You know what? So he leaves. She shuts the door. That's. This is where I just zoned out. And I was like, man, now she Benson looks amazing. It's <laughs> like... The people who are like, you know what? I really want Ted. I don't mean to attack you people, but you guys are wrong. The people who are like, I really want Ted to end up with Ashley. That's like saying you really want Hannah to end up with Lucas.
0: Burn. Examine yourself. Um, <laughs> and you just like shivved Lucas. Like he didn't even know that was coming. He's like, holy shit. How did I get brought into this conversation?
2: Well, I think I think we have shimmed Lucas mm-hmm. twice in this episode.
0: <laughs> that's true. I'm trying to think of another male character on the show as lame as Pastor Ted, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now, actually. Even cooler
2: is the, uh, Nyeh! guy from uh, the oh, of catalog. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really can't think of anyone. He sucks as much as Ted. Oh, he's just so boring. Yeah. Ugh, but he's
2: like, it's not just boring, though. It's like, I really think he thinks that he's better
0: than these two women. I don't know what he he has a weird sense of entitlement about everything says it's like it's like well, you you just came here to like use your church as a dating service
2: yeah well I mean and think about it Ella was like no fuck that guy yeah why would anyone want Ashley to make this mistake
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. granted Ella did end up with Baker Brozak who it turns out is not such a good guy after all but you know if we didn't sense it coming with that guy but we do sense it coming with this guy this guy I mean who even knows what Pastor Ted's up to
2: yeah yeah uh so hannah like looks up towards the stairs is where Ashy's like slowly coming down and
0: she's just like i should have
2: seen him out it's so, like she stops in the landing looking a little flated he is such a good man he deserves the truth so like hannah comes and sits with her mom and like lays her head on Ashy's knees
0: ashley like leans her head against the wall it's like she just kind of nuzzles up to her mom yeah a little marin girl moment
2: well it's it's a nice wordless moment mm-hmm. from that point on where it's like You know, Hannah still loves her mom. She really just wanted to talk to her. She wasn't, like, trying to give her shit. Yeah. Uh, Cut to Arya's bedroom, where the sorceress is sitting on her bed reading the ancient scroll.
0: Oh, do you want to hear some of the letter?
2: Oh, I was going to say, I I just caught, like, the last sentence. I really want to hear the rest.
0: So, I I can't see it all, but uh, from what I can read, it says, I know for certain it doesn't have to be this way. I envision experience at Talmadge as an opportunity to reclaim... Some of the nor- that normalcy and to get back my life or get my life back on track as a creative thinker and one who seeks to challenge herself. I see the liberal arts curriculum and cultural diversity at Talmadge as an inspiration and a chance to form my own thoughts unfettered by the helping hand of someone else. Sincerely, Aria. That's mm. a hell of a letter. It is. So she's reading over that, and then she leans over and picks up her phone. She's staring at Ezra's contact, and it's like, oh, is she about to call him? That, no, she's not. Goes that fuck picture. Down. Yeah.
2: So you could always email him at e.fits147 at ertweb.com.
0: He's like, oh, I could call this guy, but eh, whatever. The show's almost over. <laughs> Maybe save it for next episode. So uh, we go to uh, douchey businessman Ezra at the brew here. He's like going through some papers on the liar's couch. And Emily walks in, and Ezra's like, "At this time next week, I'll have an actual office in the back. Are you here for your paycheck?" So, if this place doesn't close in two weeks, I I see it as basically
2: being like the coffee bookstore version of the record store from High Fidelity.
0: How so? Just first of all, Ezra will never be as cool as John Cusack, like ever. No,
2: no, but uh, <laughs> just. <laughs> A lot of better employees who are shitty at their job and maybe they're not get, not getting paid, but they keep showing up every single day. And maybe like skateboarders like like rip them off constantly.
0: Um Ezra's yeah. like, what would it mean, Arya, if I told you I hadn't seen Evil Dead 2
2: yet? Yeah. And then Lisa Bonet walks in to mm-hmm. uh you know, turn up her music. Uh yeah, Ezra's like, Are you here for your paycheck? And Emily's like, Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Why else would I be here? <laughs>
0: He's like, great, I think it's over by the register. And he stands up, and was like, oh, I-, I can just, and the answer's like, oh, no, 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 let me get it. It's my first payday as boss. I'm kind of looking forward to it, because I'm weird <laughs> like that.
2: He's been sitting on a Frida Kahlo pillow this whole time, by the way.
0: Yeah, well, and, you know, it's funny, because you'd think that, like, the division, that the wedge that's going to come between Ari and Ezra would be, like, the stupid college thing. right? But I really think it's about him being all, like, busy as an adult, like, running around doing the stupid small business. It's like, it's, it's way too much of like an adult responsibility for Arya to even be able to identify with. And it's, it's not attractive, you know? No, like,
2: cause he, he's also, hasn't he like
0: actively sold out his dream
2: mm-hmm. of being like the greatest pederist writer of our lifetime?
0: Well, there's a, a huge gulf between being the, uh, the like passionate writer and like scraping by as a, you know, a coffee shop owner, like, you know, it's like, not that there's anything wrong with running a coffee shop, but that that's not artistic at all. Right. You know, that, that's pure commerce there. Yeah. Um, anyway. He's not even
2: cooking. Even the, the even like yeah. Talia could say that she has some, some. art. Yeah. There's
0: nothing work. creative happening here at all. Really.
2: He's just, he's struggling to balance the books when Emily walks in. <laughs> um, Yeah. Talia comes out of the back, looks over to Ezra, goes up to Emily. She's holding a bottle of cola. Yeah, and then generic Emily's like, Coke. Yeah, Emily's like, soda? And Tali's like, don't like coffee, love caffeine. Um,
0: She's like, oh, is this a you Well, she of like work? looks Emily up and down. Yeah,
2: yeah, she drinks her in like that soda. And she says, is this you outside of work? I may have to rethink that whole uniform idea. And Emily's like, she says she's not dressed up or anything. She's just picking up her check. And Emily's
0: like, yeah, you know, I just woke up like this.
2: And Tali's like, well, casual looks good on you. And she starts sending out the the key phrase that i feel like i'm surprised we haven't said more in this episode she starts blasting out vibes
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of vibes serious uh, vibes it's it's like sonar where you're trying to find the bottom it's those kind of vibes it's mm-hmm. they're just probes mm-hmm. uh, and she says well casual looks good on you and emily says thanks and telly says yeah can i ask you something it's not work related i promise and emily's like okay and telly's like what do you think about that <laughs> and she, she nods over at Ezra, who's, like, kind of hunched over, leaning against the counter. So was,
2: he's, he's been over in the most bizarre way possible, <laughs> like, flashing his ass at him. I really wanted, like, his shirt to ride up in the back so <laughs> you could see his, like, tramp stamp. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah and Talia says, it's keep buns on the boss man, right? And Emily's like, yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, and Talia's, like, she's watching Emily very closely the whole time and kind of like smiling like she's definitely testing here yeah Uh, but the scene like it's
2: gone from one kind of thing to like taking on like the logical flair of an snl skit
0: i really wanted emily to be like uh i don't know if you realize or not but you know that other high school girl that comes in like he's he's dating her so you know how
2: would you not have picked up on that (laughs) yeah I, i guess to be fair talia has worked at the brew for maybe 24 hours
0: it's a good point she was there last night she's she there was, in the morning
2: yeah she was literally hired yesterday i hope
0: you're getting that. paid a lot of money talia i'm just saying
2: it would have to be to leave whatever kind of catering chef position that she had from wherever
0: so anyways cut back to
2: spencer's kitchen she's drinking her coffee at the island uh knock on drinking one of,
0: tea actually
2: okay knock on one of the like 500 side doors it's johnny she goes and lets him in and she's like oh
0: hi did you need something And he's like egg and she's like what and he's like egg did I stutter, bitch? Egg. Uh, and it's just blank stares from Spencer. Yeah. And Johnny's like, the cop was here, so I waited, but you owe me. And Spencer's like, An egg. I am sorry, I forgot. Come in. She lets him in, goes over to the fridge. And he's like, and she says, can't really make paint without a binder. Did I ruin your plans? And he says, I read a bit to pass the time. Kind of got sucked into the local news. So he's been, like, reading for, like, 11 hours or something until <laughs> Spencer came home. Uh, she hands him the egg, and she's like, oh, anything exciting? And he says, there's nothing but excitement around here. That body in your backyard is just the tip of the iceberg. And Spencer's like, yeah, not quite the town you remember, huh? And he says, when I left, I was a kid. I don't remember anything like this.
2: Nice 80-yard line.
0: Yeah, and Spencer just goes, hmm, sits back down with her tea. Mm. And he says, were really friends with her? The girl who murdered your classmate? And Spencer says, yeah, I was. Not so much anymore and johnny's like god with her in the halls i can imagine you, why you date a cop and it's like who? that's interesting you seem mm-hmm. a little hung up on either the cop thing or the toby thing i feel like the this is my suspicion i could be totally wrong i haven't read any spoilers i think they want you to think of this guy's like potential love interest mm-hmm. but i feel like he's actually up to something else like you're you're supposed to think oh he's he's you know kind of like probing about the relationship with toby and not picking up on the like wondering about the cop part of it right right just a theory could be wrong
2: i think you're right the problem is that everything about this guy like
0: i just don't i
2: don't know i don't it doesn't make any sense i wouldn't like
0: what would he what would he really be doing like is it just like hiding out from the police or something or
2: but i don't think anybody is like oh i really want to see spencer and johnny like like maybe get together
0: and it's like "Eh, no yeah
2: I, i actually think this guy makes toby look cooler
0: wow yeah in your fucking face johnny
2: hand <laughs> waves yeah. um so yeah spencer's like try next door neighbor you know um so johnny's like oh trying to get away far away from her as possible. earlier i saw some letters have you bothered trying to open them yet and spencer's just like after everything that's happened i really don't know if i can handle anything as mundane as college
0: which is seriously a great line she's like i just need to directly join the cia now she says mm-hmm. the iceberg runs deep and he's like, I bailed after a semester. It's just a bunch of kids sitting on bunk beds trying to figure out what to do with the rest of their lives. They really don't have bunk beds in college. Uh, and Spencer says, that sounds like the worst sleepaway camp ever. And she laughs and he nods and she's like, so you just quit school and travel? And he says, I wanted to study art and then make it. Bought a ticket to Europe, haunted as many museums as I could. I'd trade a sketch or a canvas for room, board, ride to the next town. There's no rule that says you have to go to college if you want to you can just go it's like uh, sure mr aria over here that's great for you but spencer doesn't want to be an artist she probably would need a higher education to pursue most of the job she's interested in
2: well he he like tilts his head as if he's really trying to get through to her yeah and she gets his text it's from caleb it says call me back he asks her johnny asks her if she needs to get that she says no she gestures to the stool beside her and she says, she, you know, she wants him to tell her about Italy. So he sits.
0: Well, Johnny and- does. He does the Ezra Fitz patented. Let me just slide one parcel over move here. Yeah. So sit down next to Spencer and begin the tedious travel tale that I'm sure he's about to say.
2: Which starts off with, it doesn't actually begin in Italy. It started in London, which makes me hate this story, whatever it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So we go to Hannah's place. There's a knock on the patio door, and we're kind of looking in through the windows there at Hannah in the kitchen. She comes over and opens it up. It's Caleb. He says, Hey, is your mom up? And Hannah says, I think she cried herself to sleep. Ted popped a question at night. Caleb's like, And she cried? It's like, Wouldn't you, Caleb? Wouldn't you? Caleb's like,
2: Yeah, if Ted asked me to marry him, I would
0: cry. And Hannah says, They still haven't figured it out yet. Wait. Have you been with Spencer this whole time? You didn't even call me back. And what if, I I don't know why I put this in my notes, but I wrote, what if Spencer and Caleb have been secretly hooking up these past few episodes? <laughs> that'd, that'd be a little crazy.
2: So like rather than opening the barrel, bounce about go, bounce,
0: mm-hmm. Uh Yeah. Caleb says, yeah, I, I got your message. And he turns away because he has to like, he's got some heavy shit to disclose. So he has to do the like turn around and turn back around move. He says, listen, uh, Spencer asked me to look into something, and it it took longer than I thought. Hannah's like, about the storage unit? And Caleb says, I found the name on the rental agreement. Hannah says, well, who rented it? Holbrook? Allison? He says, Hannah, that storage unit is rented in your name, and I'm pretty sure that's Mona's body hidden inside of it.
2: Oh, shit.
0: And then we get some, like, mega Hannah face here. All, all, All kinds of, like, good old, like, classic Hannah looking guilty and worried and, you know, ashamed and all that.
2: Man, you bring up such a good point. Like, Caleb does it here. Hannah does it occasionally. Arya owns mm-hmm. this move. I have spent my whole life either giving people bad news or letting them down. I don't think I've ever treated that room like a like we were on a play or <laughs> in like, a play. Maybe
0: you should start.
2: I should just, like, start turning away, gather up my strength, let, look at my unknown fourth wall, and the people in the room with me are like, oh, shit, this is going to be hardcore. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so we get an A-tag, an actual A-tag here. I guess the writers are done trying to pretend that Allie is in A and in jail, you know? So now we can suspect it's Holbrook instead. Uh, Black hoodie enters a dark office at night and quietly shuts the door. And they switch on a desk lamp. And we see the nameplate on the desk is G Holbrook. So this is Holbrook's desk.
2: Gabriel Holbrook.
0: Yeah. A uses a key to open a desk drawer and pulls out a little bag of, like, caramel chews. Mm. Um Which I feel like is another way for us to think, like, oh, this must be Holbrook. He knows his desk. But that's, like, a total A thing to do.
2: yeah, he has a sweet tooth.
0: Yeah. And A turns on the computer and logs in with Holbrook's, like, login credentials and password. Access granted. And so it's like, hmm. What's A up to with the Rosewood Police? He's logging into Holbrook's account. Also, it's going to be... I I would love to see A actually, like, with those gloves on, take the cellophane wrapper off of one of those caramel chews. Mm-hmm. I think that's impossible personally.
2: Hmm. I mean
0: you know how like have you ever tried to take the cell phone off one of those things a total pain in the ass. Yeah. With with fingers, like do with clothes on.
2: Yeah, that would be funny. Mm-hmm. Um but I liked that the episode, like they must have said like twenty times or insinuated twenty times that Holbrook is possibly like the muscle mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for Allison as A, as the A entity. And then I love it's like they finally earned the uh <laughs> This a tag where we just further insinuate that.
0: And as we all know, if they're insinuating it, clearly it's not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was over a barrel. Uh, next episode is called "The Bin of Sin." It's written by Janelle Lennon and directed by Trip Reed. So what a great title, "Bin of Sin." Fun, fun. Uh, ooh, and Roma Mafia is in that episode.
1: Oh, okay. good. So,
2: Oh, is that the one in the the photo? She's like confronting Hannah and Caleb in this outside the storage locker.
0: Maybe yeah, I'm not sure, um, but yeah. So that's the next episode, Benison Sin." Um, and yeah, that was uh, that was fun. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can go to our website page, broswatchpl 2com It seems like the uh, the conversations on our episode pages are getting longer as, as more people join in. So. If you want to come on over and do that, you know, other our listeners talk, we talk as well on that, discuss the episode, or on Twitter, yeah, yeah. If you just have a a shorter message, always as always, you can just go to the Twitter and go at broswatchpl2. That's our Twitter handle. Um, couple things I wanted to respond to. We had uh, a Gurgekr requested uh, double fudge brownie murder in Kenneth Dillarentis voice. So, I guess uh, I could say, I hope they have double fudge brownie murder. Uh, <laughs> Can Nick- you do in Toby voice now? I hope they have double fudge brownie murder.
2: What about since he's so prevalent and not present? Oh, you're going to make him do Hulbrick? I haven't done know.
0: Holderick in such a long time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hannah, I hope they have double fudge brownie murder. Nice. That wasn't very good, but uh Nikki sue 1984 wanted to say thanks for the episode recommendations for her boyfriend he is officially hooked on the show now he's yes. already on s1 e20 which is the famous hannah slap episode yes
2: oh if he didn't love the show before
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, straight also,
2: up slaps a blind girl come on
0: thanks to simona who uh just found the site loves the recaps nice to hear from her uh all the way from uh slovenia slovenia yeah and thank
2: you for the picture of uh, sunny, quite lovely, Slovenia.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, also nice to hear from Donna as well. She, uh, sitting in a cafe listening to the podcast. Not ironically. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, somebody, Carolyn on our website page mentioned that she has an app on her phone called downcast. That one goes back to S1 E12. Uh, and she prefers that to iTunes. Um, yeah, the regular podcast app is horrible uh, on iOS. If you I have tested in there's an app called Castro and there's an app called Overcast. Both of those show me all all, you know, 100 and whatever episodes we've done, not just the last 100. I'm not sure it it might just be caching them because I've been downloading them on those apps already. But uh, it may be that if you try some of these other apps, they're actually crawling the website instead of the feed. So you might see all the episodes there as well. Uh, unfortunately, iTunes is only showing the last 100 because Squarespace sucks. But seriously, uh, Castro is a great podcast app. Um, if you are looking for something other than the regular one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. any uh, any thoughts, Marco?
2: Well, I mean, we're gonna miss a ton of people, but also thanks uh, Carolyn and Shannon for for mentioning us. Uh, Sin for really enjoying the last episode. Who? <laughs> thinks that Ari is going to go to college or be a trash collector with no in-between. Mm-hmm. Um, Monica pointed out that Oberlin doesn't do interviews. Uh, so take that, Aria. Um And also Sarah, thanks for talking to me a little bit about some of the Joseph Doherty Kindle world stories, which are interesting. Joseph Doherty is a, he does he's done a lot of prose work. He also does like a, uh, uh, like a short fiction, like online magazine on the side, which is quite interesting if you haven't seen it before. Um, but yeah, I like how Amanda pointed out that Double Fudge Brownie Murder is probably the name of the Ezria story.
0: <laughs> I kind of want to read that book now. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, is it is it a Fudge Brownie Double Murder? Or is it a Double Fudge Brownie Murder?
2: So, I would think you would go both ways. I think it would be a Double Murder, and I would think that, like...
0: With Double Fudge Brownie.
2: I would think that, yeah, it's like Locked Room, Somebody's Been Found apparently choked to death on a double fudge brownie but i don't know something
0: Mm -hmm. all right well that's the episode we'll be back next time to talk about the bin of sin sure bye-bye bye